There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that. Now. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Guys, the stage is yours for the next 90 minutes or so. As we said, and I'd like you to, we'll say, reinforce the point, Dalo. Mm. This is a road show. We're out in public. We've taken you, released you uh, from captivity. And we'd love to hear the audience as much as we'd love to hear you guys as well over the course of the night. Yep, thanks, Colm. Um, yeah, that's it, lads. We, we, uh, we are conscious that we stop recording there on a Monday morning and believe me it has to be recorded as well because a lot has to be taken out <laughs> the man in the middle there is usually responsible but <laughs> <laughs> the examiner's barristers are going through it like that <laughs> can't, can't leave that in. what time is the, you're on Twitter then what time is the uh, the podcast going out around 4 o'clock 4 o'clock and Dirty Larry it's gone up the ladder but what we'd love is for you to and I just said to the three boys inside there at the back in the green room where we had the snaky bottles. Uh, <laughs> I said, the crowd here tonight are going to know more about what's the makeup of these teams for the weekend than we uh, do. So thanks so much, Cullum, uh, for the great entry. Um, couldn't find any action clips of us playing, so uh, your man is your man. clapping them down. <laughs> uh, how did that turn out, that match, lads? Do you remember? <laughs> Did you make changes at halftime that day? <laughs> Good start, yeah. The other lad is singing one of the worst speeches that God ever invented in Crawford. <laughs> I come back to Lisa! <laughs> no goals, Dela. No goals. No goals <laughs> and, and they all said Cork couldn't win all Ireland in the rain. Huh? Fair play, fair play. And the other lad, though, over winning a sideline ball against Dublin. <laughs> Now, obviously, the fortunes of Dublin hurling had come up a long way at that stage, you know, so... We lost the match, still, was even worse. You bet, we? Mm. Who was over Dublin? Jack Cunningham. Jesus. Yeah. That was low stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win too many matches, he didn't. No, so, look, we're delighted. It's great to see such a crowd, lads. Um, it just goes to show um, the appetite that there is for the build-up to the weekend. Now, little did we think... I suppose that we'd be talking about being here on a Tuesday night before Easter Sunday and wondering, you know, this, 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 for our era playing Easter Sunday was for maybe the second last round of the league and a bit of bonding maybe that evening. I remember get asking Lucknane for a bus and money one Easter Sunday because we were obviously all off for the Monday and uh, where are you going? He says, we're after losing against Offaly and things were bad. It was around 98 or 9, and I said, we're going to go up the coast, and, and uh, we try and see, will we 
label it that after yeah, the night. At the time in the 90s, even, though, where the first half of the league was before Christmas. Do you remember that? And then we take two or three months off, put on two stone, go back training. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Jesus, I tell you, I remember Lynn Gaynor had taken over Clare and we went down to play Wexford in New Ross. Before Christmas? Before Christmas, oh yeah. The last match before Christmas, well, we two rounds played. It was three before Christmas. And we were afraid to kind of say we weren't coming home, but we had two days taken off work. Myself and this lad, Mikey Mack, Mikey from Crusheen, we'd won a hearty together. We were young enough. And we were up coming into Waterford City on the way back from New Ross. We'd up, Lynn. Ah, he's like, I'm okay, and I wasn't too happy. Wexler after beating us. Stop the bus. I says, myself and Mikey are getting out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were the good old days of the league before Christmas and all that. But um, it's weird. That's what we wanted to start with. I wanted to throw it out. I think Ray Curtis, the great Ray Curtis of the Sunday World fame, put up a tweet today lamenting the fact that no September All-Ireland, no certain things missing, and we're playing All-Irelands in July, and, and the split season, it's so weird for us. Two weeks, one week, and two days since the league final, and we're here, and is it working, Mark? Are you happy? Yeah, sure. Um, I suppose after the league performance last Saturday night, I suppose you'd be kind of half worried and disappointed. And I suppose we'd previously said in the podcast that, you know, if we got to the league final and we were beaten, I think we'd have a major concern because uh, when the All Ireland champions are coming to town and you're after getting beaten by 30 points previously, it's a big ask when the team is probably on a, a little bit of a down after the league final. But um, I suppose, look, it's, it's a championship match, it's at home. Like, I suppose the big talk is obviously all the fake rumours that are coming out of Limerick at the moment with the, all the injuries and they're going bad and, you know, there's probably a lot of mutiny and all this kind of stuff. Like, but we're kind of used to those kind no of stories. Like, uh, but they'll probably good, there's a good chance they'll have a few of them after Sunday. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's fairly likely. I'd say John Keenan, I think, is on the, yeah. is on the whistle. So going to be fine. Do you know, he's sorted, is he? Yeah. Right, OK, so... <laughs> You know yourself now. Uh, Johnny Murphy's going to Waterford. Uh, oh, <laughs> we we won't make any yeah. limit. <laughs> Last time Johnny final. Murphy refereed in Waterford, Mark, uh, well, McGrath <laughs> watched a good bit of the game from the sideline. Like. They did. Mm. They did a bit of theatricals going on in the opposition. Would you be hoping he'd like, give you an old twist back? Like? Well, we might get an old turn out of him, yeah? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> he might be here, so I better be careful what I say. <laughs> No, so if he was here, he'd have hit me already, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose coming back to the the, yeah. the original question, I suppose, is that um, you know whether the split season is going to work or is it working? Um, I suppose the whole thing is condensed. There's no point in saying otherwise. Like you know, you could be out of championship in four or five weeks' time, and in actual fact, if you're beaten in the first two matches, you could be on the slippery slope fairly immediately. So that's I suppose that is um, I suppose an issue I suppose on the intercounty. But I my personal view is. I think that the club season should be the first half of the season and the intercounty should be the second half because it gives the club player a chance to show their wares early on in the season. And, and, and like you're, I would see it as being building up to the better competitions as the year goes on. So um, I don't think that's going to happen because the intercounty manager, um, sitting amongst three former intercounty managers, he probably all wanted your own way, I would say, more often than not. And it was very difficult to certainly... I suppose being involved after the strikes in Cork when Don Logady came in in charge of Cork, there was no club player allowed to play any club match for six or seven months. Did you approach him at one stage? Well, that was a short approach, I can tell you. 
But it's, um, you know, I just, I think the club needed the time that it deserves. And I think this is a protection for the clubs because if we don't protect the clubs and the underage, you won't have an inter-county player down the road. So whether it's going to work or not, I think it's early days for me. Um, but I do think the protection of the club is the most important thing because that's where you nurture the talents that we have to show an inter-county afterwards. So without the club, you won't have the inter-county scene. And I think that's a good idea. Mm. I'm just, I've got back involved with my own crowd. They're training tonight. I'm missing. I can't be giving out about too many. Um, but like, we have a situation there now where we... Did you let the lads go to the shooting rest day Thursday? I did, and I'll tell you one thing, you want to see training Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Russell, who's the manager, good guy now, straight guy, Pascal's son, so they'd be calling it straight. He'd say, no, training is on Thursday night. We are training. And I said, Brian, we might want to leave this letter on the air. We might want to call night of a 21st or something, but everyone is training in the morning. He said, later on in the week, okay, we'll switch training to Friday night. Oh God, you want yeah. to see training Friday night after the student race day, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I said to Niall Galvin, Keane's older brother, Niall, was there any point in you being here tonight? Not really, did I? She was in, he wasn't holding back. <laughs> like. uh, I was going to ask Marco, Marco, they don't kettle around about What's the story? Just for the people travelling down, there's a big, <laughs> big job going on there. So it's Sunday. Got him, Mitch Sunrod. Is it still one? Worse. Is it still one lane? <laughs> I said, look, TJ, you can stroll down at any time. You said, you're all Ireland champions. We will roll out the red carpet. Very good, very good, very good. Very good. Very good. Come by the whole <laughs> down, right? Okay. All the lights will be green. Grand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he said, when TJ did a preview night out in a day or last week with Tomas Mulcahy, it sounds the very same last night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone go, from Cork here, no? Yeah. No. Oh, you're on your own. I'm on my own. I'm kind of used to that, like. You know? <laughs> but coming back to Cork accents, I, um, I remember the, the year I made my debut. It was actually against Limerick in the Gaelic rounds. And um, I was picked to play right half back, and Mike Galligan was on me. And I was sent to myself, Jesus, how am I going to start doing this? I know he was fairly lively. So. Anyway, the first ball came in and I slipped. For some reason, the ball ended up in my hand. It's Christ in my own head. That's great. No, brilliant. Great start. Now, have the first ball in the hand. Next one, McBoy, McBoy, McBoy. Without looking, shot the ball back into Barry Foley's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Straight over the bar. Right? And I said, oh, for far, far a start. I just looked at Foley and he goes, <laughs> so, is there any other belly falling up there, all right? That Patrick's well crowded do it to you. Brilliant. So, fair play. Liam, your take on the, the new move, like you're just out of it, cute enough, got yeah. out in time, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, the league, how would you have treated it? I mean, I, the club situation, what I was going to say there, I got sidetracked about the student race there, which I meant, but, I'm there with Clarecastle, like, we have four on the 20s. I know they could be gone Wednesday night, hopefully they won't, because you robbed us last week. Uh, oh, Carl O'Neill, Jesus. But uh, we have four, right? So two of them, fair enough, with the goalie and centre-back. I've no problem with them missing county league games. But there's two that are not in the 26 and are not too near it, according to one of them himself. And yet they can't play county league games with us, like. Yeah, but there's probably a view that they think they own, you know, the inter-county manager at all age groups probably think they own the player now that they have the split season. So that's probably how it's viewed. Say, look, they're with the county now and they go back to their clubs. Um, I like the intertwining. Like, like I can remember we won the All-Ireland in 2010. And after the 
All Ireland semi final, they played the divisional finals, which are a big deal in tip. Mm. Um, and they played them the Sunday after. And I think it was the best thing we ever did because they went back to their club. Like if you're playing 15 on 15 in an inter in a, an internal match, mm. it is worse than any club match, like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I like that format where they get a chance to go back and play with their club and come back in again. Uh, because I think the inter county player now, he's got to train. Like you're training four or five nights a week with inter county. And you have to go back and you have to train three or four nights a week with your club. So, like, the inter-county player is really getting a raw deal because he's got, to, before he trained, he'd done all of his, most of his training with his county team. And then he got a, he got a break. So, and even on a split season, like, if Tip were knocked out, they could be out by. So, there'll be two teams in Munster, Tip and Clare, they'll, they all probably think, is that fair to say? Yeah. We're probably, consensus. we're probably yeah. for the, we're having a fight for the wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So they're saying Tip and Clare could be out. Went so for Clare right in the Sunday game, but you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> didn't go for Clare. Come here, 22nd of May, and the championships in Tipperary won't start until the third week in August. This is the bit now that where I That's think. Like, I, I just don't see the merit in that where you can't, like, if, if you get, do get knocked out, that in June and July you wouldn't go into Nina or down to Turles and see really good club action and have it through the middle of the summer. So, you know, I don't, I don't see why we couldn't have went to the end of July and given it a little bit more time because I think, you know, training right up and you get two weeks of a break if, you, if you're competitive in the league, if two weeks of a break, go straight into championship. I think that's very narrow. And I think, you know, I get the point about 98% of our playing population, but actually the one that attracts all the attention and the one that actually gets kids mad about the game mm. is going to Turles or going to Innes or going to Cork or going to Limerick next next weekend and get to see your own county playing and senior heroes. So I personally would think we could have extended it a little bit and made it a little bit easier because I don't, as I said, I think club players make a decision then maybe that they're going away. Some of our best club players could be playing in America over the summer. Um, so I, I, think it's, I think it's a little bit narrow and it's really hard for a manager uh, because it's, it's a really, really tight window. It's hard, it's hard to manage. I'd say John Kiley might have been too disappointed that he got knocked out in the league because he knew then, okay, I'm only one focus. He's the, mo the only thing in his that man's mind is three in a row, mm. Mm. and probably coming in third, so he likes to finish normally in the round. But Liam, just on, on the the club scene, so like in August, right? Like what's happening in June and July? Like is the football being played in, in Tipperary? Like, like what you know? What's the cause of it going Not back? Port that Royal, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I suddenly know on the Cork side of it, like there's there's. We're in a, the first time we're into a league format, so you have your groups of four, three matches. Yeah. So like they have a hurling match, a football match, and then two hurling, two football. So like they're, they're I suppose, intertwining hurling and football during that period of time. We discussed it last year where Wexford had the hurling championship over six like two months, or six weeks or two months before yeah. the, the Leinster campaign. So I think a lot of it comes down to the individual counties as well as to how they play that they championship yeah, afterwards. Like, you know, so... I just, you know, again, like it's, it's. I, I know you're, you're, you've a valid point about the, about the, the young lads, like. But we saw from the live streaming that the club game took, I think, took the country by storm because there was a huge amount of numbers following matches. Like we did live streaming matches in Cork with twenty four and twenty five thousand people watching. I know no, it's nothing like a million people maybe watching a Munster final and stuff like that. But like twenty four thousand watching a live stream is a massive number. Of and, and I noticed free by the examiner and so for that, so that probably made it easier. But like that's twenty four thousand hits. Like I can remember we the my young fellow was when he was four. Matthew Killer were playing at one o'clock and we we all met at, at home and we had a breakfast, not a, a breakfast uh, birthday for him. But it was fourteen people 
sitting around watching the live streaming. And I looked yeah. at the 14 people, there would only have been three of them would have went to the match. But I don't think extending it to the end of July would affect that. I mean, in, t in tip, they had, <laughs> they had 32 senior teams. Yeah, they still a and they still, a massive number. And they still managed to get it finished. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, I think you could still have that. Okay. But I think having your flagship finals over early, a bit longer mm. in because, as I said, there will be there could potentially be no activity for kids to watch in Tipperary or meaningful mm. from the before yeah. the end of May right up to the third week in August, yeah. which I think is the times you should be going in watching your watching your either your club or your county, but one of them. Any out there lads have strong opinions? Column is there? I just think it's a huge issue. Um, I've ne I've never seen such a change, and there was war on Twitter today after I got this thing. People, I said, I'm not so sure at this stage, and I would have voted for it at the time. I wonder, would Liam agree with Mark's idea then to have the club game first in the split season? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I I just think then that it, it flips. It's the it's the same problem because if you take all of you guys here and a lot of you playing with your clubs, right? Can you imagine if you were finished with your club the third week of May? Then you've got no hurling in June, July and August. When are the real months when you want to be playing when the grass is short and it's the summer evenings and the longer evenings. So it's, this, it's a similar problem. Like, I think we all know what the problem is, but trying to find that solution because even things like the Fiskibbon Cup are getting squashed, leaning into a mm. very short space of time, yeah. not given the recognition it deserves. And in fairness, like this weekend, to ask Limerick, turn around again six days or ask a team to turn around within a week. Like if you're unfortunate that you'd have an injury, like whatever it is, a, a hamstring or whatever, you could miss three rounds of the championship just in a space of, of, of two weeks. So it is very condensed, but trying to find this, the overall solution. The club game needs the recognition all over the country because that's where most of the players are. But to consider a club being finished, senior team being finished and done and dusted the middle of May and parked up until the following year, that's nearly unforgivable. And then you're probably getting some club managers who are getting a few quid. Delo, you're getting perfectly, like no? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's not we yeah. wouldn't stay up there with that. <laughs> but then <laughs> take a bob off your own. <laughs> then you'll have, you'll have club managers mad for road in November or whatever, trying to have you ready for the championship. So it's 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 a very complex situation, and like a lot of team managers up and down the country, I know what the problem is, but I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, I, I just cut in there, Anthony. Just just yeah. looking at the, the audience that we have here tonight, is there anyone playing uh, currently? There's a couple of very young, fit-looking uh, men and women here. Anyone hands up? Any players? Uh, we'll come on down here. We'll have a chat. There's a gentleman down here. I bet he's regretting that he put up his hand now. <laughs> <coughs> Stand up now in class. Oscar Ilga. What's your name? Who'd you play with? Johnny Keane. I'm probably one of the only Waterford men here tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> Three of us here fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Did Liam Cahill send you down? <laughs> <laughs> just, just in relation to the conversation the lads are having about the split season from your perspective in and and you have a fantastic system in, in in waterford and it was run off with military precision last year i'd have to agree with tj there that you know you want to be playing your your matches in you know in the summertime june july and august and i don't think flipping it is going to make much of a difference um you know that that'd be my only opinion on it really um i don't think yeah that's that's about it from from my end of it yeah. Okay, Watford man, covers blown. Okay, uh, anyone else here from uh, from Limerick? Anyone that has any viewpoints on how the the championship, the club player is treated? Are you all just worried about your tickets from Michael Reardon? No. Okay. Right. 
Dalo, thank you. Okay, Colm, yeah. Look, I think it's, it's, we let the hair sit. It is what it is this year. It's going to pan out, and I think we could have a few, a lot of low on some people on Sundays in August, loving if there was not Ireland semi-final on or that, you know. I, I think Gerlach Nain probably started the whole thing. He wouldn't let us play club, not a hope. He wouldn't let you train with your club, play with your club. And then while he was manager, five years in a row, the Clare champions won the Munster club. And people said to him, sure, you're ruining the club game. And Clare, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every year I'm in charge, he says, Clare winning the Munster club and two All-Ireland clubs. So, you know, the I good news it, is, Dalo, I think the round robin is a really, really good idea. I think that, that cut and trust four matches. Like if you can't finish in the top three out of five, mm. and you get four matches, two of them at home, don't think you can have any complaints, you know. So, oh. you know, I, th I think that that round robin system is really going. I think, look, I don't think like there'll be a few twists and turns in this championship, but I think I think we'll all look back. I think when we see the end, of it, it's like the Munster championship is going to be. Well, the two years we had it, I think we were enthralled, weren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Like I mean, and like look, the, the people. Everybody wants to watch the best people. That's mm. the reality. They want to watch the yeah. stars. And the more often you can get the stars out on television or go to see matches and stuff like that, that's what the punter wants at the end of the day. Like. Yeah, and we have, TJ, we have improved the toilets in Cusick Park as well. So. <laughs> and the shop will be open. That's the shop. That's the handy shop. There was a nice you could discover it out of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just resting in the account, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Resting there, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a stand ticket for Innes. Oh, yeah, we do. Talk to Pat. I, t I told you, mm -hmm. of all the places in, in the country where I can get a ticket for in a sudden one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better chance of ringing Spike. <laughs> uh, stop. Yeah. That but, is the reality. Go back, to you, but go back to your point about the 42 fellas that are on the Clare under 21 team and the, your two lads that can play. Like, I mean, how does that affect the club now? And like, would you have an interaction with the under 20 manager and say, listen, we have an important league match coming up at the weekend? Can you leave the two lads go? Like? Well, we have the third goalie. He's the goalie for the 20s. So he's the third goalie on the senior behind Ava Quilligan and uh, the foodie lad from Ina. So like, I think I'd be good mates with Brian Lohan now. We've been all over the world together and we've, you know, we've still good pals. Like, so I said, we're playing the middles in the cup. Like, and Claire, we're not playing in the first round, obviously, yeah. with the draw. And I says, hey, I says, we're stuck for a goalie there tomorrow. Will you, uh, you give us young Bradrick there? So I just got a text back say, not a hope. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't text back. I rang Brian Russell. I said, not a hope. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lohan, you know when Lohan goes like that? Like, yeah. That yeah. is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we won. The <laughs> <said> well. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, it's a massive week, lads, for fellas that are going to play their first game in the championship for counties is a huge week in your life. Um, I, my debut was in 1990, the Gaelic Grounds against Limerick, and Limerick picked their team. At that time, you had a fair idea who you were marking. So the team was announced probably on a Tuesday yeah. night, wasn't it? Well, I trotted in anyway, Connor back, and to meet the bold, pet, beefy Heffernan, who we'd spent four years, he only kept the Flannans as his third year. We'd spent three years together, uh, and that time the boarders and Flannans were kind of hungry, like, and we used to go back to study, a couple of us that were on the team. We'd go back and do a bit of study. It was the only way the mother could get you to do three hours. Um, and the beef used to say to me, Bella, we're going home for the dinner. And he says, you wouldn't ask the mother to put on a bit of a fry, would you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, beef? 
a sausage sandwich would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and there we were, going in, in marketing him in the Gilly Grounds, kind of far, and I looking at him to shake hands and kind of push him away. Like, mm, <laughs> friends no more. And the Bishop Walsh, Father Willie Walsh, as he was at the time, who had been our teacher in Flannan's, he says, you call Willie for water there, will you? I'm gasping. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm all confused this year, because I thought it was the corner back was supposed to put off the corner forward. Like, you know? <laughs> but we all had the, the build-up to those weeks, lads, weren't they? They were unique and, and the nerves. And if you let down the family, oh, that was a big thing. The club, check the club. Let down the family. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. Marco, you were you fairly memorable. Lad. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I was um, a latecomer to it, Anthony. Um, I would have played minor in 1990 when you were making your senior debut. Um, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> <laughs> you get a hearing him. I should have stayed selling pensions. <laughs> I have a lot of horses now. <laughs> so um, I told my, I was, I was involved in the senior team in 91. Uh, myself and Brian Sheehan got called in out of the minor panel. We were beating Michael Kenny after a replay in the minor. And uh, I told my crew shit. And back then in 91, like you had no medical staff whatsoever with the team. So the minute you were injured, you were gone and never heard of again. So um, I had a very good companion with Killer, which was 1995. So it was four years later. That was junior. And then in McKilly, who were the divisional team in East Cork at the time. So if you were a junior or an intermediate hurler in certain parts of the county, so there were divisions, we had six, seven divisions, you could play with the senior team, which was in McKilly. So we went to the county senior final in 96, beaten after replay by Evan Do. Went to the county final in 97 and 98. But I was involved with the Cork Intermediates in 97. Came across your brother, little fecker. <laughs> I can tell you, but anyway. Um, too old, too slow. Too old, too slow, too far. <laughs> I'll tell that later. Um, Did you get I, much of you? <laughs> well, I tell you, I was actually dropped for the match. So <laughs> I was I was spitting fire. I was brought on after 18 minutes. And the first flare I ran into was done. He was bearing down in goal. And I, for some reason, I came out of the clouds and, uh, and hit him a right welt. Men ball and all into the stand. And Donny said it to me there a couple of weeks ago. And I said, I didn't, rem- I didn't forget that. No, kid, I, <laughs> I still owe you one. So that was, that was 97. We, we won the intermediate. And in 98, I, was, I got involved. And I suppose, so I was a bit more experienced. I suppose I had a bit of age on my side. And um, I, I, was, I was hurling well. And I was, I suppose, that's 27 or 28 years of age. I was, I was, I'd say, OK, the biggest problem and the lead up to the debut was tickets for the family that was the most important thing could you get good tickets could you get enough tickets and it was so stressful that was the biggest problem and after that day never again did i go looking for tickets i just let somebody else take care of it because very bad huh you're very bad well i stayed on for the whole 70 minutes and i ended up making gary kirby at the end of the game and we won so i was happy enough but of course he put us to the sword a couple of weeks later. <laughs> and that was yeah, you were marking a good buddy of mine there that day, were you? Uh, the bold... Uh, fingers. Fingers are kind of bad. <laughs> With the hair. I can't I do the hair bit. I, like, I can do the walk. It's a bit like the lights there, all right? Okay, there was, it was a bearing hot sunny day, like, you know? And I'm looking into it, and I could see, all I could see was the, on the tiptoes, <laughs> the tash and the hair coming, right? So I was going, and I said, I've got to go out and shake this man. And I went out and shook his hand. Next one. Bang! Straight into the fucking pussy head, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he never did that. Come here. Unfortunately, a little bit of instincts took over, so I said, bang! Straight into the puss. <laughs> Next of all, I looked out to the sideline. Johnny McDonald with the fucking flag. 
Sound temporary, man. Here I am. I said, I'm gone. The match, hasn't, the match hasn't even started. I'm going to get a red card. <laughs> you weren't worried about the good tickets for the <laughs> man, <and> Daddy. <laughs> so I was saying to myself, how am I going to explain this to the family, to the club, to the manager, right? So next of all, do I need to roll back to how I meet Johnny, Johnny McDonald? Oh, yeah, go on. Right. So just to put it in context, I saw the white flag going up. I said, I'm going to get straight red here on him. But the previous Wednesday night, Tomás Moll and myself were in Nina, launching the Nina Championship. That, I suppose, was Cork and Limerick Savings Bank of Permanent TSB was yeah. sponsoring it at the time. I met Johnny McDonald for the first time. Lucky I had a man. good chat with him. So, roll on to Sunday anyway. Johnny runs out to the referee. 12th 12 12 clear, yellow card. Cork for that, no problem. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I did a Barry Foley. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say fingers is happy enough too. Don't sound for that, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, who'd you make your debut against? Cork. Yeah, 94, wet day at the Gilly Grounds. Same Beefy scored two brilliant goals. Wet day. Jerry Cunningham was going out to puck over the ball out wide and Beefy had it flicked in over his head. I'm not sure if you remember it, Jay. We were there watching, we were in the yeah. final. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's right. How did that final go? Yeah, Tom, it was, it was we're coming out wave and making up for the two years this year in, in, in July. Okay. We have t shirts on us. What year are you waving? Oh, dear Lord. Come on, come on. we're gone, we're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start this. <laughs> it's like Monday yeah, morning, you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> Except you're home on the screen. <laughs> but uh, 94 in Lorraine, I suppose, I, I was blessed that that was the first year I happened to be on the panel. Very young. Yeah, young fella. And just blessed to come into a team with the likes of Houlihan, Kieran Carey, Jerry Egerty, Gary Kirby, just a brilliant Limerick team. And Jesus, look, I'm having flashbacks going I know, on. Yeah. We shagged up a couple of matches there, but great, great Munster Championship. We came across Liam as well and against Tip in the 90s as well. And look, I suppose a lot of teams had their successes in the 90s and we had won two great Munster Championships and made a ball to two All-Irelands. But look, that's a story for another day. But I, I would, like, a bit like Lachlan, like I came across Tom Ryan for the first time as a very young fella. And... Like, probably in my lifetime, there was probably three fellas who fighting the shit out of me, right? One was my first boss, Pattering. I was a friend of my life with him. Still am even, right? <laughs> Two was my old fella. He still gives me the shivers today every now and again. When, when the phone rings and it's him, he's going to say, right? And the third one was Tom Ryan. I was afraid of my fucking life with him, right? To be honest, he didn't say a whole lot, right? And, like, it was like, you talk about communication and management today. And the, the young fellas today would have no chance with Tom because he'd tell you nothing, right? He wouldn't even tell you if we were playing or not, but when he did speak, like... Right, Jesus, he'd go straight through you. And it was rough at times. There was no uh, political correctness, let's say. <laughs> let's just say, when you were bad, you were told. <laughs> <laughs> A lovely bit of Limerick camp. <laughs> Stop. Liam, a lot of people don't know like that you were a converted centre-forward as an under-21 and scored 10 points off Mike Coolahan. I'm going to say it again. 10 points off Mike Coolahan. You were lucky to survive that one. I was. <laughs> Liam, why weren't you rushed straight in as centre-forward <laughs> on the senior team? I was actually working in CE at the time um, inside Limerick, so it was, a, it was a good morning towards... Well, it could have been Friday morning when we got back in. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shirley was playing midfield, so Lahey just sold her through. Mike could go to Lahey, he'd have passed me the ball in. Simple enough, I'd put it over the bar. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a good day in the office. Um, we won the we won the most final, give Limerick a right hiding. But myself and Mike met a good few times. Uh, we had a sort of a 
relationship that meant every time we, we marked each other, there was generally a bit of fireworks. Um, I remember my first, I, 90, I, that was 90, when I was called in. I actually was after being dropped, because Tip won that Ireland <coughs> 89. When I was called in, I won the, we won the 21 in 89, and we also won the junior. So we had two All-Irelands in the bag, and I was called in on the panel, but let go fairly quickly afterwards. Um, and back then, I was moved from corner back up to centre forward because we didn't have many forwards, so I was on Mike. But in 90, that was in 1990, but in 97, we were playing Limerick in a league match here. I was on Barry Foley, actually. I didn't hand pass him the ball, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. But um, Hoolan was down, he was, we, he was midfield, but Kevin Tucker was wing forward from Nina. So Mike Hoolan... Uh, there was a bit of a schmozzle on the side, and Mike Hoolahan ran and buried Kevin. Threw him over, of course. I took off, and I could hear Lynn Gaynor telling me, go back, go back, go back. But I had moved to that stage, and it wasn't for stopping. So I went down, and I turned him upside down uh, with his shoulder. Um, and I got a yellow card for it. But um, Lynn Gaynor said, no, Liam, he says, in training, she was, and I said, no, Liam, you're a lucky man. You could have got the line there. But I was fucking delighted that you went down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and b b we opened the pitch in Portrow. Even in Portrow, in a, in a, it was two weeks before the league final in '99. We were playing Galway in the league final in '99, and um, Shane O'Neill um, were going out for a, for a clash ball. We pulled, but Mike Hurley flew up and, and he, he got cut. Um, Shane, Shane, the former Galway manager, so he went off with a blood injury. But Mike came from full forward out centre forward. But of course. <laughs> He couldn't come out and just walk up past me. No, he absolutely littered me. <laughs> so if he did, I turned around and gave as good as I got. And uh, I was told, come on, you have enough. Come out the side. So we, we uh, as I said, any time we met, we're probably lucky that Portrow never met Kilmallock in, uh, in, the, in the club championship because he definitely would have killed me, I'd say. <laughs> he was a hardy boy. Yeah, I wasn't hardly afraid of anyone like TJ's tree, but I was afraid of Hula. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out, I was afraid of Hula. And actually, in, <laughs> in 99, when we played Gene the replay, um, because myself and Fingers, we marked each other in 97, All-Ireland. Um, and as you said, he'd bowled down to you. But in, in 99, he, I think he had finished. And we had heard that he was above in Jury's Inn, I think. Oh, Fingers? Yeah. He was on the first day. Yeah, I don't think he talked the first day. He was above in Jury's Inn having pints. And anyway, uh, you, were, you were 10 pints up in the replay, uh, below in Parky Cueve. Next thing, who strolls in across? Hey, bet you never thought you'd see me here today. <laughs> 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 I, think, oh, I swear to God, I think <laughs> things were so bad, but we were so lucky to get the draw that day. I think they sent for him, like, yeah. where was he? Would he came in training and she was yeah. like, well, whole things, things must be bad, I'm back. <laughs> uh, what a character, like, a what character. a brilliant character. <laughs> like, you, we, we were lucky enough to win two All-Irelands, like, uh, uh, as Tomás Mulcahy gave it to me there the other night, he says, he says, you're still on about those two All-Irelands, he says, Teddy Mac won two in a fortnight, like, so, like <laughs> but fingers, like, you'd, you'd, you'd leave the dressing room, right, and he wouldn't get onto the bus, and you'd meet him in some den of iniquity around Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing was still going on. You'd say, well, how'd a few days go? Mighty. <laughs> look, Nan, look, Nan tells a great story after 99 because he said he felt that the clear team at that time was coming to the end of its, of its run, like. So after the beaten tip, obviously he had a great relationship with Tip, he loved beating Tip. So he said, you know what? He says, we won't get in the bus. He said to Constantine, come on, he says, we'll walk up to the hotel, we'll actually take in the crowd on the way up anyway. So he's walking up along and next thing he sees this Tip fella come for him. And he says to Constantine, oh, jeez, I'm in trouble here now anyway. Next thing down comes your man, he says, jerk, 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 and have your autograph, and you're 
Oh, he says, no bother at all. So he signed it. I can't wait to give it to the wife. She fucking hates you. <laughs> <laughs> And the following year, and we had a good run against you know, eventually, Lugnan's last match, 2000. Yeah, like that place wedge, but you get the shite of us. And uh, bus was going nowhere, so I remember saying to you, We'll walk up, will we? we were the grub was in the Imperial, but. We, we didn't hardly make the Imperial at all, I'd say. We stayed in Cork anyway, that's all I remember about it. But uh, we're walking up along, and it's with Brian Lohan and Ali Baker, the three of us walking up along. And next thing, this tip car comes along, and they're stuck in traffic. And you know the way I know, like, they had the flag hanging down over the boot, <laughs> the flag hanging down, and there was tip ball covered, blue painted, blue and yellow. And they pulled up beside us, like, and we were walking away, head down, glanced at them, all right, like, no, thanks, like, you know. And next thing, the big lad in the front seat, passenger side, down the window and out. And now they're making ye walk home. <laughs> yeah. I said, wait, well, I'm giving you that one now, keep going. <laughs> or we'll join you in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you don't have to laugh too, like, you just they booze, they're, they're, and there's a lot of lads, like, I'm thinking of fellas like Christopher Joyce, maybe Daryl Leary, Carl O'Neill, Shane Meehan, next couple of weeks, who else? Craig Morgan. Morgan. Couple. Craig Morgan. Craig, Craig Morgan, yeah. James okay. Quigley. Carrock Daly. Carrock Daly. Mm. Good player. Yeah, big weeks for those guys, so yeah. it's amazing, amazing. That week. under 20 rule is gammy too, isn't it, with the G, oh. like, stuff like yeah. Carl O'Neill. Like, Fine, he could still play with the seniors, like, but you shouldn't be stopped playing with your own age group. I don't think at any any sport you shouldn't be stopped playing with your own age group. Like, work, work your way around it. If he has to play two games Wednesday and Sunday, that's fine. That just happens to be part and parcel of it. But he shouldn't be stopped playing with your own age group. I think players love the teacher. Don't I just think you have to play with your own age group. Like, let's say if he only happens to have a very short intercounty career, let's say, or some player like Colin, he'll be fine, he'll make it. But let's say one or two players get two minutes or three minutes, a senior, and they're stopped playing the last year at under 20. It's just a wrong rule, I think. Well, it happened with it happened with Alan Connolly um, last yeah. year, right? Yeah. The seniors were playing championship, and they brought him on in the 68 minute. We were seven rare points down, which ruled him out for the following weekend against Tipperary. I think in the on the Wednesday night. Yeah. Like again, I, I look. I have a big bugbear with, with 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 management in terms of making those decisions. I think it's selfish. I think they played him so that he couldn't be available for the under 20. So. No, I, I think this rule needs to be changed. It needs to be taken away. It was a football rule that actually first came in and then it became prominent yeah. on the hurling side. So What's the reason for Liam? Is it to do with fixtures? I have no idea. I know, but honestly, it, it, like, it makes no sense for, yeah, no, for to take away playing under like 20. That. And if, if, you, if you get knocked out, can you go back or are you done? If you play go back, when the inter-county team is out, you're you back available at 21. Even more bananas. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Limerick are true now, I'd say, after beating Clare or Robbery now last week. But like, Cahill now can play in the senior match, but he can't go back to him playing for the 20s. But when Limerick then don't make the three in Munster, all right, he'll, he'll be available in a few weeks. Yeah. That's the gist <laughs> of it there now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a mad ruler, isn't mad, it? Mad, no, terrible rule. Terrible. Like, Why did we change from 18 and 21 anyway? Would we agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think. Just, and why can't we change back? Was it exam related? Was it exam related? No. Initially, but now everyone, all they're all 19 years of age now. Transition years. They're all. I wonder. The Harty Cup is under 19 now. Could you move to Leavenworth? 
Come on, leave it. <laughs> well, I remember saying in the Kilmacud Croaks clubhouse one night and uh, take the leave and fairly serious up there now, I tell you. Uh, a lot more serious than we took it anyway, the four of us. <laughs> but uh, that didn't stop you getting big jobs, of course. But uh, <laughs> actually, there was a ragged into the bank. I, <laughs> <laughs> there was a great story with the leaving certain in the piercing boys was in the front of the leader there. Um, I think it was like Downsdale, Dowling, and a few more of the boys were on, on the front of the leader about what do you need, and the results were coming out, right? So Downsdale said that he wanted to go teaching or whatever, and he needed 450 pints, right? And then they got into the second fella, and he needed 470 or 80 pints, and the third fella said, I need 440 pints, right? And then they went to Shane Dowling and goes, I need a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. We um, we wish all those guys, I think, the very best of luck. There's, there's a few lads around the county, it'll be... Well, like, you, you look at Kieran Joyce, who will probably make his debut, I would say, at the weekend, and Daryl O'Leary would more than likely make it. Like, they actually are still under 20, and they have 220 All-Irelands in their back pockets, and they're still underage, like, for that... Like, imagine how good they would be for the current under-21 team, and... So from our point of view, we need to keep building those underage successes and, and trying to bring them through then to the, to the senior team. Like, you know? The big thing for the two boys, Mark, does they won't have to face Peter Casey and what we're hearing, they won't have to face Shemi Flanagan either. Uh, and is Gerard Hegarty available? Is his suspension over, is it? That's up, that's up. <laughs> All right, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, goes back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was embarrassed, he said today. The paper. <laughs> did he say that, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, he'd need to go to confession. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, and we'll get on to the, the, the matches in a while, uh, Liam. I just Craig Morgan. Sorry, sorry, call him one second now. Sorry. Normally you ring me and you say, any sign of the piece? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, th I thought you wanted the half time in the, uh, the minor match, but if you don't, that's fine. Well, we'll go through one second, but Liam, from your point of view, James Quigley is likely to make his debut. Craig Morgan, they could be facing Desi, Stevie Bennett, and possibly Ozzy atop of the left, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a daunting enough prospect. Um, and in fairness, Colin, like, you know, Paddy Mar is a huge loss. Jamie Callan, even for their presence. Um, but like Craig Morgan, he's a really good player. Like he was brilliant for for um, Tip and in underage, and he's this is his second year in there now. So he's he, he's oh, sorry year three. So he's he's in there a while. Yeah. Um, James Quigley's in there for two or three years as well. So, but you know, anytime you go out and step into that, and especially you know, I'd say Waterford will come with force after winning the league. Like you could feel the euphoria building. In the stadium last last yeah. start of the week. Like, I was going to say, Liam, if you, you're still over the team now, right? Carl Barrett's coming to face Ozzy. Before the ball's thrown in, what happens? <laughs> is he talking to him like? Or? And it, you're it, always I, thinking I, like that, aren't you? I, I'd encourage him to have a welcome pack. <laughs> <laughs> you could bring two or three things. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I, I think like getting the matchups right is going to be huge because like you know Stephen Bennett, like he's been remarkable in the league, like he's just yeah. incredible, and he's deceptive because you think he's. He's not fast, but like the goal he got when he caught, he had a bit to do when he caught the ball and yeah. still went in. So, but you know, whether they send, they might send Ronan after after um, Stephen Bennett, they might send Cahill after Desi. Oh, they should, we still have 15. I think Tip, in some ways, you know, the boys are going to take the story back now and here. So, uh, <laughs> but in some ways, Tip are coming in so far under the radar. Like, I mean, you know, most times when Tip play Watford, there's not a whole pile in it. Um, you hammer them, what are you talking about? Ah, well, we won't go that far. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, th I think, you know, it could be it could be a bit closer maybe than people think, but if Waterford get a go on you and they, they get six or seven up, you'd fear for us. Okay, we'll come back to that. Colum, Fogra, Fogra, minor match. Okay, yeah, half times, uh, Delo, uh, Tip and Clare, eight points apiece. Oh, nice. And in the Cork Limerick game, Cork 2 12, Limerick 1 7. And uh, Sweden and the Republic of Ireland and the women, 1 all. Full time score.
Okay, lads, if anyone has Joe McKenna's number there, give him a ring. I'm back in the academy. He's <laughs> <laughs> got to pot down here, I tell you. I'm available, I'm available, like, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tip and clear. Draw, yes, that's draw match, Jello. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And we was, after being beaten 40 points by that famous Cork team last year, we were thought we'd never have a team again. But see, the 20s is amazing young lads, like, they will develop and, and, they, and they will come on. Yeah, we've, yeah. Lost, a, well, we've, we've lost a massive player during the week, like. You did, to rugby. Mm. He's, he's, he was the real, the real deal, like, you know, right. centre back in the minor team last year. And, you know, six foot three, six foot four, built accordingly, mobile, and a very, very good hurler. So. A serious centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a good player. It's something that we're probably looking for at the moment, like, and, um, and look. What's the story there, Max? Is it a contract thing or a schools thing? No, or? the rugby just insists that you can't play any other sports. Simple as that. That is the Offaly County Board, like. Well, this fellow was 18 years old. If anyone just gets back to Dyke, then we don't mean Mikey. Were they under 14? Did that happen then, is it? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we get to that as well. Right, okay. <laughs> right, ben O'Connor, when we was playing fullback, Mike Dunn would be cornerback for Limerick, right? And let's say Ben O'Connor from Newtown would Newtown. have been potentially one of his markers. So you'd be there the week of the match to Mac. Mac would be talking about. I'm picking up Ben Connors. Ben, ben Connors. That's who's referred to him as Ben Connors. This is Stevie Mac. Yeah. Jesus, another treacherous. I remember we were going in playing in the challenge match one event. Was look, Nan and Tom Ryan used to organise some challenge Jesus, we had a challenge match against Clare. We actually had a challenge match against Clare in August of '96. And we like and we and he old bullying. Yeah. It was organised. I remember going up playing. So, how did you manage to play? That was blowing in us. It was a good bit well, of timber. There was a for Any time we played, G, there was timber. <laughs> but I remember we, we, we did the play one, one night. A this, this challenge match arranged between the league and the championship. Like, and we were, you were obviously on one side of Munster, we were on the other. So, Gilligan was likely to be top of the left, Nile. And uh, McDonough was always two. So, I said, Hi, you better stand up for yourself here and this fella, like, you know, because he walked on you if he thinks. Match went down three minutes, the two were down the ground, the blocks <laughs> and the heads up. Jesus, Gilly, I said, I took it to new extremes here. Like, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Actually, before we go from McDonald's, there's one more great story. We were in Turles, we were playing Waterford the same day, right? A I lot of topics here, we're not going to get to. We'll get to, we get to. <laughs> this, this, this is the end of it now, right? But um, I was full back, McDonald's was two, and Rella was four. Quite enough full back line. So, anyway, we were marking Owen Kelly, Paul Flynn, and John Milan, think about that, right? But, uh, Max was marking John Milan inside in the corner, but a row broke out way out the field, nothing to do with us, right? It broke out about maybe 50, 60 yards out past midfield, right? So a row breaks out, so Milan goes to take off, right? As he goes to take off to go into the row, right? Mike Dunne catches him by the shoulder, he goes, John, plenty of it here if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead and drive it. Ah, oh, brilliant. What the Muller said? Muller just took one look and said, no. no. <laughs> oh, Jesus, bro brewery. Oh, Jesus. Well, obviously, lads, uh, just to broaden it out a tiny bit, um, and looking forward to the weekend, and, and of course, we have a few great uh, examples of it here, which are men scoring 10 points, and I had him down for a wing-back, cornerback. Uh, Wildcards, Owen Cadigan of this parish, who we'll have Thursday night in Cork, has predicted, well, he didn't predict it, but he said if he was Kieran Kingston, he'd put Mark Coleman straight up at 11 for the weekend. And there's been some mad stories, like, back over the years of making that move. Maybe it's a bit drastic now, two weeks, between the league final and the first round against Limerick, but there's been great stories. Obviously, one of the most famous bashers of streakers, 
when he went back full back, is here beside me. Obviously, mapped him for years in the forwards, then he went back full back. You were kind of vicious when you went back full back, don't you? Yeah. You were lovely, lad, above the forwards. <laughs> mm, that was kind of a horror up there, right, yeah. <laughs> Got a bit angry. Full backs, kind of, I don't know whether it suited me or not, but your tendency was, I just wanted to get the revenge in first and then see what happened after that. Like, yeah. but I don't know, it was kind of an old style. Remember back in the, them times, like 15 and 15 lined out, the big full forward stayed full forward and the ball was coming in long, like, you know. Dang. A lot of talk about Limerick's disciplinary worries at the moment, like, but if we go back far enough, I suppose, like, you had a few issues did, there yeah, with that sort of thing yourself. I did, I did, I did. I did. Like, like, I suppose a couple of days I was blessed and we were talking about referees and some of the stuff that maybe we got away with back in the 90s and into the noughties. Uh, Raf was showing me a couple of videos. I was kind of warning him there earlier on that he didn't show them tonight. But um, one or two things that you definitely wouldn't be proud of. And if I, if I did them today in 2022, I'd say to be closer to jail now rather than two or three games. I'd say. <laughs> I wouldn't be proud of him. Like, you know. Jonathan O'Callaghan led from oh, North Oh, that poor <laughs> fella. He, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say what to you, like. I didn't say what to <laughs> you. Mean? No. I, got I wouldn't let him down as a street fighter, no. no. I, got, I, got, I got a clip in the tooth there and my tooth knocked out, like, and I was finished off. I see that, Sean. When it was a fast tooth. Pe people were talking about referees, and, and in fairness, I give out to plenty of referees. My favourite my favorite referee of all time would be Seamus Roach from Tipperary. Yeah, yeah. I was captain of Limerick the same day, playing against Cork, brought John McCallaghan, drew a belt. Seamus comes in, we had a little conference. Great when you get him talking. When the referee starts talking, you're in business. <laughs> but if he comes in and flashes the red, you know you're gone, you get no chance. But we well, got him talking, and I said to him, Shit, I've got a bit in the tooth there. And I was captain the same day, a couple of minutes, a bit like what you were saying about being embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, definitely one of the days I could have got the road. We got it there, Ref, have we? Uh, I think we have a bit of footage of it. He's even good now, lads. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know the real uh, people you have on stage as well, <laughs> and what they're capable of doing, like, you know. Um, have, we, have we got it, Ref? We have. Tonish, oh, is is inside, the referee blows his whistle. And from where the ball landed, there was a foul on McCarthy as he delivered the ball. And TJ Ryan has now got involved with Jonathan O'Callaghan, right in front of the referee. Jerry Hennedry and Peter Moore are the umpires. And called ashore here to the referee is the captain, TJ Ryan. He could well see red here. It's a yellow card. There you have it. Hey. TJ Ryan should yeah. have been sent off. Pedro, wasn't it? The referee is coming out to have words now with TJ Ryan. Calling the Limerick captain to himself. And then John Gardner being called. There could be a yellow card per player here. The big game for Eamon Morris, well, you know, from Dublin. Jerry, like, this would be a huge occasion for him. So he's going to lay down the law early and he's, he's dead right. So that's a couple of yellow cards handed out. Just three minutes into the game there. Three, goodness me. <laughs> I, I will have you know... I'm just that we're on before the threshold as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will have you know I was never seen that playing for Limerick. Yeah. We when you were in the forwards, you used to have a red helmet. Yeah. But you put on that black one when you were back in the backs then. I think you must have brought red helmet or something. But I was going to ask you, were you ever seen that playing in the county, no? Once. Who's here now? Once. Where are you, Mac? Where you know? What'd you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same. I, um, the, the boy came in, high, hit the crossbar, and I turned around. The boy came back out of the crossbar, pulled in it, connected in it. The back turned his, turned his back to me, got him with the tail of the holly down the back, threw himself down. Damien Martin, who was the goalkeeper for Offaly at the time, was the umpire, Parry Grove. Patrick Horn was the referee, Damien Martin kind of in, 
Handwritten, apology, blah, 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 signed, sent it off to Crow Park. Three four days later, you'll be okay for the final. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. This is the one that you didn't win Liam? one since no. we've gone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, once, once, once only. Yeah, David Cuddy, Leash, we were both playing him in a league match. And we were going up, I was out, going up to the car with Paul Delaney, and the conversation was, when was the last time somebody was sent off for tape? <laughs> <laughs> conversation we had going up in the car. And um, they had a free, but he was coming in, and I was facing him, but he hit me a little tap in the, in the ghoulies and um, reaction. But uh, Shawnee McMahon, the player, was refereeing the match. Oh, yeah. big, Jesus. Big, <laughs> big Christie was the umpire um, beside Cummins, but there was no one at the match, so you could hear it more so than see it, because the ball was poked, and I caught it on my own and cleared it back down the field, but I got the tap, yeah. Yeah, oh, so the brother, had, the brother had to write the letter in Irish and <laughs> secretly... I think, got, I think he got the suspension half, so it wasn't too bad for him. <laughs> Thank God I never got involved in any of that stuff. And, um, just go never got caught. First to the ball and clear the ball. And that <laughs> you need to be resorting to any of those verbals. Or Raph, like you that. surely have one or two uh, pieces of him flaking. <laughs> oh, <I wonder. laughs> but let's, it, like, there's been some great stories. We think back, think back of Brian Whelan with the flu. In 98, no, they shouldn't have been in the final, obviously, but um, but going up, like, with the flu and getting one for Pat Fox, savage example, Brian Cocker, <coughs> another one. Um, like, Shelley was on, Shelley was the big one for us, like, in Shelley. 99, like, you know, I remember, like we, like, we were inside training one night, and next thing, Nicky said, like, he's an all-star cornerback, and Nicky says, I put him up, and I can remember his conversation was, turn, go with the ball, and when you're just about to hit the net, kick it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the coaching for him, but like he was a revelation up there. And the first league match we tried it, he was named to play cornerback below against Kilkenny down in Nolan Park. First down of the league, the ball wasn't done, the ball wasn't thrown in, ball went in, Shelley caught it, put it over the bar. And Ken, was he said, Ken, Ken O'Shea was marking me corner forward. He said, Jesus says you must have had a fortune in him for the first score. He says, <laughs> You'd be cleaning up tonight, <sighs> but uh, like he was. He was on, he troubled Brian Lohan. There's not too many troubled Brian Lohan on the edge of the square. It was a it was a master stroke at the time. The thing with Chile is he'd deceptive pace. Oh yeah. He was quick over that ten yards and he yeah. was so strong then and so aggressive. Yeah, he Fitzy yeah. made the best save I ever saw Fitzy making was that ninety nine. But it was the best save he ever made. Mm. The Lehi one was more important than ninety seven, but that was the issue. Okay, that'll do now. Okay. <laughs> Next I, a two story about Paul Chile. When I was corner forward, I marked Paul Chile when he was corner back. Right? And then he was a tough note to crack, right? And then when I got moved back full back, he got moved up full forward. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's a fact. That was a full-time job for an umpire. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed's own caddy again has suggested it, like, and there's so many examples we could look at other. I even tried Frank Law and uh, centre forward for a while, and, and then the Clare champion cut the rib, me to ribbons for trying it. And anyway, the rib reverted him back on her back. But um, could you see... Cock sticking or twisting, not You're sitting down twist now, wouldn't it? You're sitting down with Donald Grady this week now, right? We're no chance of that in there going on. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be happening. You're going through the league final yourself and Donald, having a nice conversation, talking tactics. Are you in favour of changing the middle of the defence? 
I'm in favour of moving. And don't want to tell you no, Mac. This is working a little yeah. time. Yeah, don't want to try and convince you of that. Yeah. Anyway, like, you know, it's Dawn's way or nowhere. But anyway, and, and he definitely came up with the ideas as well. Like, so. <laughs> He'll be about 10 minutes after telling him. Like, but anyway. Um, uh, could, I see, could I see Cork sticking or twisting? Um, it's too late in the day, I think, um, to twist. Would one I? of them, one of them, Mac. Could you see a man he going up? They don't want to make him in the back line anyway. What up to the far? There's none of them going to go up to the forwards. No. Um, Tim Manny won't go. He, you know, bearing the All Ireland final last year, he was he was in pole position for an All Star. I'd say. Um, Great hurler. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. Look, I I would I would I would be of all in favour of putting him in centre back. To be honest with it, he was tried that three or four years ago when he was younger. I think he's a bit bolder and more brash now, and I think he's a kind of a fella that would would play centre-back. The biggest issue for Cork is that if Keane Lynch starts centre-forward, have we learnt anything from the All-Ireland final last year? And unless they put John Melrick in on him, on Keane Lynch, we will have learnt nothing. Because if they turn up uh, at the weekend with Mark Coleman centre-back again and Keane Lynch centre-forward, I don't think it's going to work. So that's the concern I would have. Would I move Mark Coleman? Definitely, but only as far as the middle of the field. I think he would be a very good fit with Dara Fitzgibbon because Cork play an attacking game, I would suggest. Mark Corman is not a defensive player. He's not a defender. He doesn't think like a defender. John Melrick thinks like a defender. Tim Manny thinks like a defender, even though he's very good at going forward. But I don't think they'll change. That's the biggest problem. But for me, I, I'd, I'd say they'll, they will stick. I would twist. Okay. But you'd only go Manny centre back. Manny centre back. John Melrick goes back. And if you don't want to, if you want, if you want to leave Tim in his wing back position, you put John Melrick in centre back because, because he was confident. They were confident enough to put John Melrick in and TJ Reid in the All Ireland semi final last year. Yeah. So they obviously have good time from now. There's been a change in management. You have two new selectors in. Sully's not running around the field like he used to be anymore. He's up in the stand. So like there seems to be a difference in opinion. You look at Hannity. Four points in the All-Ireland final last year, taken off in the league final after 40 minutes last Sunday. That, to me, is a concern that there are some players that once they've fallen out of the favour, but certainly aren't up there like they used to be, in my opinion. So I, I, I have concerns for a couple of players on, on, on Sunday now, I must say. I think the biggest issue for Cork isn't getting too out of there. It's who they put in. Like, Ty de Borcat just runs the show in Waterford. He's always that protective layer. He's always back in that place. And I don't think Tim O'Mahony or Mark Coleman are capable of doing that role. Mm. I think they're too anxious to hurl and play ball. Um, there's too many games where they're, they're not in the game. So I think the question is, could Jeremy Elric or somebody do that role? Because you've seen Tim O'Mahony when, when Stephen Bennett came down with the ball when he caught, that he caught over Kieran Joyce. Like, he went in around. Like, Tim O'Mahony was there. And, and, and he just went one side of him and into the back of the net. So I think... I think Cork will get six forwards. How hard they work now is going to be debatable because if they don't work again, Limerick backs, they're dead. But if they got somebody that could... Like, they, Waterford scored goals the last day. They could have had a few more. Could have two more, yeah. What? Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't think there's any spine or structure to their defence and I'd expect them to be a bit better. Like, how Jeremy Elric wasn't back marking Stephen Bennett or uh, the last day or, or Dizzy Hutchinson training him in a man... Because I thought he was their out-and-out man-marker. <laughs> But like the Kieran Jace back in cornerback, who I think is tucks a hurling in him. So I, I don't know, was there a bit of games going on? It'll be interesting to see now. I would be surprised if Jeremy Elric isn't given a specific man marking job 
Mm. And maybe they didn't want to give that away to Leicester. Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I, you're 100% correct in, in, in that Jory's a man marker. There's no doubt about that. And the fact that he didn't play so well in the middle of the field, it might force their hand in to make a decision to go back and make, it, and make him a defender. Me personally, I didn't back corner back with Sean O'Donoghue who in the other corner. I think mm. they'd be two very good, yeah. tight, sticky cornerbacks. And then I would, I would actually play Darrell Leary full back if he was fully fit because I think the young fella, if he had two very quick cornerbacks beside him, I think he would settle into that role. Um, for me, I, you know, I, I'd be playing Rob Downey then in the half-back mm. line and you either, you know, what they're going to do with the centre-back position. So Joyce will surely play though, will he? Well, he'll play wing-back. I Personally, I would put him wing-back. Or midfield. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, or midfield. Like, like, you have a combination of all different types of players. But Liam, like, have the positions actually gone out of the game now, really? Like, mm. you know, you just need every fella to be able to play in every position nearly. Like, your two to nine needs to be fluid. They need to be able to play in lots of different positions. So, I think they do have those players to do it. But the one weakness for me is that I think as a defender, we played in defence a good, all of us at one stage. If your man got one point, you'd give him that. If you got a second point, you knew you were in trouble. You were going to get the curly finger, right? Now a defender can concede three or four or five points and there isn't a problem. Mm. Just get on with the process, get on with the next ball. So maybe it's a more high scoring game now and it's acceptable to concede scores because you know you're going to get it up the other side. But for me, Cork don't defend. They don't mm. put tight on their men. And if we're playing a sweeper and you end up with, with, with loose players all over the place, you're saying, well, what are the other six fellas doing? Mm. They should be marking tighter on their men. So. Is any, anyone out there that has any opinions on, on the rumour mill and who's going to be playing? TJ kind of let it slip there earlier on, quite bottle of beer that Jamie Flanagan is probably out. Um, as to what Limerick will do or won't do, we'll talk about Tip and Walford as well. I mean, do you bring back Ozzy? And if Jamie Barron is fit, do you bring him back, Liam Cahill? What does Colin Bonner do? Bonner do? We spoke a small bit about that in the full back line, but a lot of big guys gone. But from a Limerick, what are you, what are you thinking he'll go with? You're asking me first or the audience first? Well, I, we'll bring the audience in after. We'll see. Okay. Did you agree with you? Um, look, I, I, I said to you tonight, I think from John Kiley's point of view, a couple of things he's going to be looking for is for the team just to rekindle that spark that they had in the championship last year. If they can get back to somewhere like that, he'll be very pleased. I think we are aware that the league form was very sketchy and you wouldn't be overly pleased with it. I think Gerald Hegarty said that as well. It wasn't brilliant. But they learned a lot and they learned the way teams play it. Now, whether they can turn that into last year's championship form, and if they can, and if John sees that in training over the last two or three weeks, right, I think that he will be very much keen to stick with the formula that's been working. Like, he has six backs that have worked extremely well. he got Kyle Hayes bombing on from seven. That's been brilliant. Midfielders. And a half hour and a 10, 11, and 12 that have just been exceptional over the last couple of years. So I just don't think there is any tendency to go and need to change that now when in championship we haven't seen a game where it just hasn't worked. But you're so, not going to have Peter and you probably want to change. Yeah, that, that, that is a concern. And I suppose, look, the reality is for Limerick is the, the, the player who kind of probably put his best hand up to say, look, I'm ready to play in the first 15, was Cahal O'Neill. And he's not really ideally suited to inside. He's probably more suited to maybe a 10 or a 12 or whatever, which causes him a question mark about, would you move either Tom or Grod Hegarty? So that's one of the questions he has. Would you start Cahal O'Neill inside? Is in a slight out? I, I, I had heard of Glenn a small bit of a tweak in his hamstring, but he's back training and he's fine. My, my belief is that the rest of them will play and that, and that Jamie Flanagan is... is Almost certainly out, but like I'm no different to the people here in the audience. I don't have like John Kelly doesn't ring me every week. Um, he should. He, should he? Just, I don't know. he listens to the podcast. So yeah, if yeah, you want to get your 
you just in now. <laughs> have a word on him there. You might get brought to America so when there's fundraising trips. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's when he rings me. And, uh, but I have to say that I'd, I'd say that if, if you were in the Limerick camp this week, you're looking for that spark and that championship kind of form that Limerick have had over the last number of years, which has been excellent. And if you can get back to anywhere like that, I think John will very much be in the camp of sticking what he has. I know you're going to say to me now that he has Mike Casey back. He's got a choice to make a cornerback, whether it's Richie English, Barry Nash. Number, number seven comes number up. Number seven comes up, yeah. And like, but like, like Kyle has... What do you do with Keane? He's been more effective at from seven. Yeah, Keane can play anywhere, yeah. No, I think there is options. You could, could you play Keane inside? Could you play Groot Hegarty at full forward? He does have plenty of options, but I think you're going to see the same plan first. And then I'm sure he'll have plan B and C. You're talking about one of the brains of the game now here in Kinnerk, like and mm -hmm. I mean he will come up with something because Cork will probably step off the puck out. Like what I was kind of surmising is could you see possibly Barry Nash being like a, a what you call your man there who played left full for Brazil there before bombing down the sides? <laughs> yeah, but to get could you see someone like him kind of being more could you play one our edge again there and all <laughs> Something like that. So I, I'd be expecting some sort of a tweak because like what they've done over the last couple of years with the system, the way they've played, the way they've been out, able to outfox the opposition, the way they've been able to move that ball inside, all those things you'd have to stick with. The two concerns are the league form is a small bit of a concern and number two, the likelihood is we could be missing two of our full forward line. And those two players have been brilliant. Will O'Donoghue would be a big loss if he wasn't right either. Yeah, he's got he's a, bit a, a, a bit of a leg injury as well. Liam, you've got a bit of a lend. We're talking about stick or twist. I got a bit of a lend and I was only doing co-commentator when I saw Kyle, I know Joe Kenning was gone off raving about something else, about the, how bad a day it was. And I was there, Joe, 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 Kyle Hayes has gone wing back. Uh, Keith Lynch has gone centre forward. Like, and you were, you were down on the line with Tip, um, all yeah, Ireland champions. Oh, um, yeah, it was some move. Um, Especially last year's goal from wing back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't someone come out to me? <laughs> yeah. Don't go there now. I always wanted to ask Don't you go there. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, you know, the worst thing was, we heard it in the hotel. So we actually had time to think about it, which didn't help. Uh, because because Keane Lynch was sort of earmarked for, we had someone earmarked for him from midfield. And then he went inside the forward. So actually, Trunas, it upset our plans because we reacted to what was what was happening rather than sticking with how we were setting to line up um, didn't work well. But yeah, look, I mean, Kyle Hayes, whether he's, whether he's centre forward or whether he's wing back, like he's, he's some engine, he's some talent. Um, so, you know, I, I think if Mike Casey is back to the level they're saying and you can release Dan out a bit, mm. um, you know, serious player, serious player. Yeah, it has to be tempting. It has to, it has to be tempting. And, you know, it, it gives the forward line real firepower. I could see them playing Keane inside uh, in a three-man full forward line, giving him a license to roam. I could see that happening, putting Gidane in the edge of it and putting, and whether, whether it's Graham McCahey or whoever goes well, on I think Keane causes so many problems for Carcass into forward. I just think but he, could still end up, he could still end up there a lot he of could, the time. He could, he could. He could, you know, you no, could double centre forward. So. Say move him in, move him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Move him out of centre forward, isn't it? What do you think, Colin? Yeah, big help for us. <laughs> we ask our audience, as oh, the, like, I mean, it's, a it's a fantastic game, obviously Limerick, Destroyed Cork and Crow Park last year. It was over, as you said, Mark. It was over after 15 minutes. Yeah. Huge one for Cork now on their own pitch. I mean, you were that confident with Ed Sheeran, you didn't bother your ass talking about Parky Ring for the Clare match. He said, I will play Clare and Turlin. We know you hate coming through the tunnel, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so let me boys have no problem. 
what do we think? Anyone strong opinions on what John Kiley should do or maybe even what Kieran Kingston should do? Uh, throw it at us now if you think... Moncolum, um, get in among them, will you? <laughs> Do you want me to do like a, a TJ getting among them or? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we, we'll have a well, question. Will we ask for a show of hands? Yeah, would you? I, I, I would put Kyle Hayes up. Anywhere, full centre, I'd put Kyle Hayes up. I think Limerick need to put somebody up there. Would we go? Would we put him up? Oh, hands up, not so. Not many hands up. Not many. And how many sticks exactly what's working over the last number of years? Everyone that's working. Yeah. Seem to more there, right? Hello, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Cast Troy uh, Park, yeah, we'd tie yeah. it up, right? And I, <laughs> and uh, agree either, so. Hands up how many that think Limerick will win the All-Ireland this year? I thought there'd be a bit more. <laughs> mm. There must be a lot more Walford for this year. Was this got people anyway? <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> Dalo, I'll just throw a question to you and to the lads as well. You know, you're talking about systems. Mm. Is there a fear, though, in top-class hurling, the same argument we made at football, that we are getting too caught up in the systems and the individual talent is suffering maybe from, as you talked about academies earlier, the under-14 wonder kid, as somebody said, would Cullum Cooper exist in the modern-day Gaelic football world doing the things that he did. Yeah, I think Mark touched on it there, Cullum. And for me, like, my mother, Gabby Guthor, she's not long gone, but she's a great GA lady, great hurling woman. She wouldn't feed me, like, if my men got more than three points off me, like, you know. Uh, that's, you're starved quite a bit, so. <laughs> <laughs> gone to nothing, kid. <laughs> no, but, like, I'm literally the first thing you'd be asked. Who? I'm a Shani McGregor, like and you only gave her one or, one or two, and I always got one or two to the other side. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Tucker? Kevin Tucker took me for about three. Five. Five. <laughs> get five. He got five. <laughs> Take it off. Take it out. When Link, when Link <laughs> or some men to drop him into the All-Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> He's just off a sound move on a link. Like, <laughs> but no, like, that was the kind of thing that was the first thing you were asked coming in the door, mm. watch your men score. To kind of, like, and I'm there at the moment, like, we played Killaloo in a county league game there last week, and... She's Killaloo, good now. They came up and bait us fair and square now. They're not giving out about systems, but they kind of set up with a men deep. So we had no option then to probably play a men deep, and we have good leg, Gerard Ryan, good hurler, teaching down in Kilkenny, so we played Gerard. She's the half-back line, just stood. And we questioned them at half-time. We said, we were trying to hold our line. I said, we're, we were trying to hold our line 30 years ago, 25 years ago. But still, you couldn't let your men go out and take the puck out for nothing. Because we haven't been with the team long enough to have worked on wing forwards, been back covering. I think there's just too much of this kind of we don't move, we don't come out. And, and uh, would a, a, a superstar survive like Gooch? I, I think he would. I think he'd, he'd come to the fore anyway. And I see some of the young players coming through that have come to the fore the last couple of years. They're just 
class acts like in class class wheel out. What age is Keen Lynch? Twenty six. Yeah, he was a star from the get go. Like, yeah. You know, I always thought Peter Casey. While I was with the academy, people used to honestly say to me that Peter would be just too small for senior hurling. And you know, before he got the injury in Crow Park last year, I'd love to have met a few of them and just said, "I was a gun now, the too small theory." <laughs> you know, yeah. but, the, but the other side is, I mean, I think the Munster final in 2016 between Tip and Watford was 20 points to 15. Like, I mean, it's like watching paint dry. Mm. Um, you know, so and you know, Shane Bennett gave a few years at Waterford where, you know, he was breaking the GPS because the cornerback again he'd go over there, then the over to the other side. He was he was up in his own. You know, but like I think the way the game is about like you're looking at thirty points mightn't get you out. Yeah. You might win a match, so like it's a spectacle. Like it, the scoring that's going on, like teams are so well conditioned. And yeah, they, like most of them play through a system, but the Limerick system, you know, the way they spray the ball in, it's hard to break down. I mean, like it was like as if they had the Cork players drawn all over the place last year in that Ireland final. They just had them mesmerised with movement. And I think Cork and Ma- or Limerick and Waterford have serious movement, up front especially. Would and you worry, TJ, that Limerick didn't create anything like the amount of chances in the league? No, look, it's the league seven was a write-off. Like. They had seven raider team out any time. Like, I know, I know, I know. But their stats would always have... They had a lot of wides always, Limerick, but still putting up these massive 30 points scores. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I think Waterford scored 22 goals in the league, which was phenomenal. Like, going, like, yeah. right. So we, di- we didn't come anywhere near that. I, I think to go back to the system, first of all, right? I think any people here who's involved in a team is that you're trying to get some sort of a system to suit the players that you have right now. Like, so Paul obviously saw that he had an exceptionally skillful group. Waterford has something similar at the moment. But within that, right, you need players to play well. Mm. So I don't care what system you have. If players aren't playing well, if they're striking, if they're ball handling and they're catching, like what Watford did in the league final, and we were there, Marco, looking mm. at it. Like Dizzy caught a ball. It was on the, the charts. It was down like, there. Like, right? So you're talking about ridiculous, skillful players. And the same with Limerick when they're in their pump there over the last couple of years. And we're hoping we can get that back. But a system, some people, your buddy Davey went queer there with sweepers for a while. And like his system didn't work. Like, right? <laughs> Der- Derek was very, very sweeperish. And Waterford... Cox Mogi team were full on, 15 on 15. They were six points up with a sweeper team, were they? I think they were, yeah. Not a good day at the office for Davey. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good but job interview for next year, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the league. I, 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 I come back to, within any system, you need the players to play well. Mm. But a system has to suit the group that's there at the moment. I think in most dressing rooms that if you can get a buy-in from the players that you have into the system that you're trying to... Play. Most players want to play some sort of an attractive brand of hurling where they can express themselves. I think that gets the best out of the players. And Limerick are doing that, and it's allowing them. There's a bit of the short, there's a bit of the long. And I, I go back to John Kiley when he was after taking over for me when I put everything in place for him. And you tell me that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two of us started the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in 2017, right, when they were just adapting this system, like, right, like I was in the stand, and there was Limerick people fucking roaring at him, like. Do you know what I mean? You eat them all! Do you know what I mean? Like, how many times have we heard that inside in the stand? Like, and it took a while to get there, but he, like, Paul saw that with the players that he had, and, 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 and they just played very well. And like, it's sometimes when that gets into its flow with players playing well. And if I go back to the league game this year against Cork, like Limerick, anybody who was there will see they made an awful lot of handling errors. So they were off a little. That ball through the middle just didn't work. So sometimes we kind of maybe overanalyze the system, like when you guys are on Sunday night, ramation about this, that and the other, and <laughs> looking at the system, looking for like panic and looking for two things to show, you're talking about the system, right? 
Yeah, do you know when you weren't, you weren't even there? Like, right, probably, right, at the game. That's, that's actually what a candle was sending off. The night of Hegel is sending off. And you were, where were uh, you? Myself, himself, and, and Don Log. And um, like, we had three pieces of analysis at the end. Like, so, Joanna's there. So, who's taking Galway's strong finish? And I was kind of looking at him. And, I'll take the sending off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, yeah, yeah. he was mad. The two of us were going, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, sometimes we overanalyze the system. I just think, but in any system, you need the players to play well. And all of a sudden, when players are playing really, really well and they're making things happen, sometimes we kind of think that that is the system. But it's actually the players just moving the ball through the lines. And most players now want the ball. And look, I think the adage there of before about if you give the ball to a good team, they might give it back to you. If you give the ball to a really good team, they'll hurt you. And I think most teams have that philosophy now. And when you have the ball, they'll puck outs. When you have it in play, do not give it to the opposition and just try and shoot it and let it go dead and restart. I'm not buying any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Declan Hannon is loose, Barry Nash is loose constantly in your defence. But, but, but Barry Nash is loose because the opposition corner forward goes out the field. What about Hannon? Oh, Hannon's a deep line centre back, the same as Tyke de Burka, but he's not a sweeper. Will the enforcer sits in front of him? What's the difference, I wonder, between a deep line centre back and a sweeper? Well, sure, look. But we don't play seven backs. Derek, Derek regularly tells us in the podcast the seven defender. But to be yeah. fair, to be plus, fair. Plus one, Cunningham calls it. Plus one. The plus but, we, one. But, but then we don't play seven backs. No. That's a sweeper system. You started the sweeper system. I didn't. You I did. I didn't. One second, oh, one sure second. Farrell did it. No. First. Kenny. Kenny. Well, yeah, Kilkenny. Kilkenny. Against Kilkenny. Alan Mack. Alan Mack. the same day, actually. I wasn't. He was just a kind of a no overlap. Was that your idea or Davy's idea? Was Davy playing? Davy's in goal. Was Davy's idea? I hope so. I know I said, I'm sorry, the manager. Jesus, we were going so bad, like, I tell you, like, we were going so bad. And the best centre back I ever saw was Shawnee, like. And I'm going to be biased on that, Shawnee and Brian. I wouldn't nearly have any of the rest of our team on the best of all time, but to do them, to have a three and six like that. If, if Cork or Limerick or Cork or Tip had him now, they'd be biting the hand off you, wouldn't they? Like, Shawnee's legs were going, like, and teams were beginning to target him, like, with these speedsters. You know, I can imagine now Richie Power or something like that. Like, so he's, like, he was struggled again. We barely got over the line against Offaly, and he struggled. And at, Kameli had regularly played Alan Markham at centre-back. Centre -back, yeah. He was a brilliant, brilliant striker, brilliant athlete, pacey, vision. He was great forward as well, of course. And they're first cousins as well. So I said to McMahon one night, what if I popped the first cousin behind you? Would you go out to every ball? Because I knew Johnny just had a few doubts in his head. I thought that he wasn't going to be able to get back. And therefore, when you're, when you're in that zone, you'll do nothing. Centre forward is cleaning up. You're not attacking the ball. There's a hold in. Nothing is happening. So, Jesus, he said, how do you mean? A sweeper. And I says, well, Popeye, Alamar comes, Popeye. Popeye playing behind you so you can go like a savage for every ball. And Jesus, as we had him beat. I remember Nate Quinn yeah. running onto the field. No extra time, no extra time. Mm. Reap the Tommy Walsh after getting sent off. Yeah. Like, Jesus, we had him. We missed the penalty as well. Uh, Davy missed the penalty, came up from goal. No, I'm not picking on Davy, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one anyway, and he was coming up again. Let's just go back. Gilly! <laughs> Gilly stuck it, but yeah, I didn't. Sir so Farrell did folks. it. There you go, folks. Oh, Sir Farrell did it. Anthony Daly started the sweeper system, just so you know. Sir Farrell <laughs> did it in 86. 86. He beat. Kilkenny. Kilkenny, and he played a, a seventh defender, let's call him, a, a, a plus one. And then he met Cork in the All-Ireland Final, mm, and Johnny Crowley was manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the extra man for Cork, so it went out of vogue then in 2004, and I chanced it again. <laughs> but I didn't, I never wanted to play an extra man back. Like, we didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't. It's horrible to watch, but... Um, <laughs> 
need, needs be. So look, come here. If there's a key game in Munster, the round robin, we welcome it back, Liam. If there's a key game that you, for your county, for Tip Cork, Limerick, Clare, a key game that you think that's the one that's the most important game for us. Tip and Clare. Tip and Clare. And it, like it's in Turles. So if you, win your, if you win that home game, you've got Cork coming. You know, winner take so there could be a, that could be a winner take all game because on a head to head. So like that's the way it could plan out. Mm. Uh, but I think that's t- I think Sunday's a free shot. The following Sunday is if you lose, you're out. And I think I think you can make up your own mind. But I think it's a massive game for both counties mm. because if you win that, you're giving yourself a, a, a fair shot at it because you have to beat Four one of the two. possibly get well, you have to beat one of the two others. Then you know what I mean. But like yeah. you know, you have for Tip the fact that they've Clare and Cork at home. If they don't beat Clare. Cork at home probably won't be, won't, mightn't be much good to them. So I think, I think that's a key game for Tip. Um, and like, you know, I know it's seven days afterwards, but I actually think having a game under your belt is a good thing. I think in 19, we played Cork in the first game, we beat them, and I think it could have been, was it Limerick's first game? Inside the Gaelic grounds. Mm. And, yeah. and Cork beat them by six or seven, which, surpri- which surprised that's us right. all. That's right, yeah. So was, like, I think when I, the lad centre-back... Was watching Mark Ellis was watching. Mark Ellis was in the terrace. He was watching in the, the terrace. Tip yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're on about fingers earlier on. That's yeah. not that long ago. But anyway, that's the one for me. Tip and Clare, I think, in Turles will be will, will be will be a massive match because they have to win one other match. Then, if you win, well, we'd be expecting to beat you. So we. I know that. The Cork game, you know. But anyway, Marco, biggest game for you. So, like all along, I was I was actually thinking Cork and Clare. To be honest with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Cork have to approach this Sunday like. Everybody looks at the first match of the championship as their county final or their All-Ireland final. If you can get out in front on the first game, it kind of sets you up. So I was probably going on, 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 on Clare and Cork because I did, I did feel all along that we would struggle to beat Limerick in the first round. But with all the rumours flying around now and the doom and gloom and stuff like that, my spirits are starting to rise. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't and, uh, take you much to get confident again, no, like, does it? No. <laughs> Like, Jesus, before the All-Ireland last year, you were intolerable in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're going up, and we have the tickets, and Charlie and myself are sitting in the front row, and we're going to have a couple of sausages. And <laughs> Next thing you were over after 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the Monday morning, then you came on like, oh, yeah, I'll bet, all right, Joe, come on. It's all the Limerick game. All duck or no I, I think it is. It's all in, because yeah. I, I think if we... Okay, if we win... We're on a roll, simple as that. If we win, uh, if Cork have any bit of spirit in them, they'll come with all guns blazing on Sunday because they didn't perform against Waterford. They're after getting a fair ridiculing, I would say, around the place. Um, you know, if Limerick have some little bit of a weakness, which I find it hard to turn around in six months that we would overturn a 30-point scenario, but... Like, I do think Cork are improving. I would say that. And I thought there were sparks during the league where they showed a fair bit of determination. In particular, I would say uh, Dara Fitzgibbon, Shane Kingston, if he could get a start because there's an awful situation that his dad is in charge of the team and he can't get, he's not getting the benefit of the doubt. I have no problem in saying that. Mm. He came on the All-Ireland semi-final and got seven points in play in 35 minutes. He was dropped for the league final. He came on and got three points in play and was outstanding. If he's in a no-win situation, there's no doubt that Frosty's is the is the diet in the morning in that house this week because 
like he's bad on knees. He, he needs to get a break on this occasion. Oh, yeah. and he needs to start. So for me, for me, the key. He's the high scoring forward, isn't he? He well, like, from play like, like yeah. But like in the league, he was taking the freeze at the start of the season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then Hoggy came back, and he was kind of peripheral. And I was at the Kilkenny game, and there was no supply of ball mm. into him. And you know what happens when you're the corner forward and no ball comes into you? Be off. Stats, uh, no ball struck. But no one thinks how many balls are struck into him. Mm. No ball struck. <laughs> got the curly finger. So he's he's a victim, I would say, of Cork's system that the build-up is so slow. But anyway, come back to the point. The key game is Limerick and Cork. Yeah, I think Kieran, Kieran just needs to get over himself and play the young flag. Play the young flag. Exactly. Top six Back powers in Cork. Back him. TJ, uh, for the crowd, this, the home of Hurland, I suppose he invented the game and, and now, <laughs> now he tell us all how to play it. That minor result didn't go on great now tonight, but no. so you're milking it while you're at the top. What's yeah. the key game? Is there any game that really matters really on the final field? I'm going to go with Mac here. I'm going to say that for Limerick, but we're, I, I don't think the result is as important for the first day out to Limerick as it is for Cork. I think, from Cork's point of view, myself and Mark have agreed on this, I think it's a must-win game for Cork. I think if they lose on Sunday after the league final, I think they've got to go changing their team then. It's not ideal. I think it's all going to happen very quick. I think they're going to be in better. That's why I think if they get beat. For Limerick, I just want to see that that championship spark is back, that we're back in our mojo, that John and Paul has them singing. If, we, if I see that on Sunday, I'll be happy. Obviously, you'd like to win the game. And then if that happens, everything is fine. If that doesn't happen for Limerick on Sunday, then I think John is forced to make those changes. Maybe Kyle goes up. Maybe we see those, those changes. But I don't think the first round is as important to Limerick as it is for Cork. But let's just see. I, I, I expect the Mojo to be back. And I don't really care who they play at the back, to be honest. <laughs> man, man I, in my, from my head, I kind of agree with you, Liam. And I think the losers are gone of Clare and Tip. But I'd be kind of... Praying we might have enough to win it if everything stays fit and we won't have Aidan McCarthy back. But um, for me, then the Cork match would become the. I'd, I'd maybe struggle to mm. be clear. The Waterford and, and, and Limerick in Ennis. And yeah, with the help. With the way Waterford are going, I have a feeling they might even be true by the time they come to Ennis. So. Mm. Like Limerick did to us three or four years ago, they played the B yeah. team then against Tip. Then I said this already. I, I, I will say one thing: if Tipperary win on Sunday and Cork win on Sunday, you're in for a hell of a month. Oh, of championship a month after that. That. Yeah. And Waterford and Limerick playing each other the following, the following week. week. Yeah, and I'd be looking at you up to us now for the last couple of. Years. I think you're not ruling out uh, a Tipperary victory in Walsh Park on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to mind read here now, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I spent all day in your company there that day at the, the league final, and I was just saying, set up nicely, no, no. Well, they're not given any chance. I mean, like, yeah. I, like that's very unusual in a Munster round robin game that, you know, you're written off. I mean, Waterford, best team in the country after the league, you know, everyone's seen him as being Limerick, Limerick's main threat. That's, that takes a bit of carrying, too. Um, and look, if it, if it starts to flow for them and, and they crack in two or three early on, you'd fear for us. But, you know, yourself, I think this is a game where tip, if Tip got it down to the wire, 10 or 15 minutes to go and we're still in the game. You never know. Like, I mean, you're going to look at, you'll have Jason Ford, you'll have Mikey Breen, you'll have John McGrath, you'll have Jake Morris, you'll Mark Hughes making progress, you know, you've Rona Maher, Carl Barrett. Like, there's the makeup of a decent team there, even, even though they're missing a good few. Mm. So, like, and again, the manager decided that he wasn't coming home, he was staying away. So, you know, you'd imagine in that dressing room, there would be a little bit of a spark to be ignited, um, I'd expect. So, you know, after that, who knows? Tj, and we'll get—I'll get your treat. Come out of Monster off you now in a minute. We'll have a look, quick look at Leinster. 
uh, the weaker province, we get awful stick on Twitter and things about not talking about Leinster. Now we've Brian Hogan on nearly every second week. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't get it, but um, Munster's how good? Up. How good are Watford? He just never a word about Clare on this podcast, so we leave it at that. Um, how good are Watford? I was exceptionally impressed with them in the league final. Um, everything about them, their shape, their intensity in the tackle, their ability to break the tackle and make things happen. And if you watch their support play and they're going at you, going at you. As I said, they scored 22 goals in the league. I know they scored seven of those against Leash, but I think they scored some like nine between the semi-final and the final. They're yep. going after it. Like they're all looking to make things happen. And if you do the goals against Wexford where Desi gets the ball out in the sideline and Ozzy is just jumping inside. And you can say it's poor defending, but they're looking to make things happen every single time. And even Bennett, when he gets that ball, like he has a lot to do. First goal, Patrick Curran makes a brilliant run on the outside and they're finishing. Like if you look at when Limerick were flying out there, they're putting every ball low, Waterford's finishing. So there's an awful lot to like about them. Everything's moving, their squad is right. I don't know what the story with Jamie Barron is. We might ask this fellow down here, ask him what's the story with Jamie Barron. But like him to come back into it, Ozzy has definitely gotten a kick. It was a bold move, you'd have to say, by Cahal, like not to appeal it. I was making the point in the podcast, I thought he might have a chance, but he ruled it out straight away, made his case, won impressively without him. So you'd have to say, from a management point of view, everything is in their favour. What, what are the warning signs? Did they peak too early? It's league, right? They're set up now, everyone knows where they're going to play, but crikey. And I, I, I said this already to, to people, even some youngsters here in the audience, you've got to go and watch a player in the championship, watch Desi Hutchinson, watch his movement, watch his handling. Everything, he's like a striker, I know he played soccer professionally in the UK, right? But every time he gets the ball, right, his initial instinct is a bit like that old Kenny Silas goal. Is there a goal on here? And then if it's not, he'll take the point. But you just have to really admire that about him. There's a lot of similarities between Waterford now and maybe Limerick when they got going back in 17-18. Everything is in their favour. And you'd have to say from a Waterford point of view, this team doesn't do it. You'll be asking yourself questions because they seem to take all the boxes from me. I said, Mark over there, we were impressed with them. Yeah, they were very good. They were. Mm. Um, like, and the funny thing is, like, since 2019, when they played the league final against Limerick, there's only uh, Tom Condon has gone from the Limerick panel. There's only four surviving from the Waterford team. <laughs> so Liam Cahill and Mickey Bevins and the new selectors have totally revamped the Waterford panel. Now, they have a couple of really exceptional players, the Burke, Gleeson, uh, Bennett, Jamie Barron, Caelan Lines is a person who's come out of nowhere to be a really quality, quality player. Irla Daly, you know, he's a very, very good player. Stuck him in centre-back last year in the Ireland semi-final when the Burke went off. So they have a quality all over them that, you know, they would look like the front runners possibly to, to take on Limerick, I would say. Um, I suppose their history might possibly come against them that you know, sometimes they kind of get ahead of themselves. So I think the outside manager should be a serious help to them. Um, and I think Cahill is, has laid down a great marker amongst those players as well because the team we would have played against, like, there are a few headbangers now, you'd have to say. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Those three in the full power. You know, <laughs> exactly. So Loves me count. I think they're really, really steady. And I think, I think Liam Cahill has had a huge effect on the panel as well. And I think Ballygunner winning the All-Ireland Club this year against the Kilkenny team plus, yeah. has given them huge confidence as well. Can you so find out from Jamie, what's your man there from Jamie Barron? Cullum, can you find out there yep. what Jamie Barron is? Is he still injured or is he playing? We've got on here for the exclusive there for TJ. <laughs> I tell this fella, is going, Jesus, lads, what am I fucking doing? Come here. <laughs> It's just between us and the room now, okay? <laughs> All right. 
having a clue now. He, he's, <laughs> away, he's a west of Waterford man. We're east of Waterford, so having a clue. <laughs> the big divide. Yeah. Um, full times in the minor. Go on. Yeah. You have 15 missed calls from Joe McKenna, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tipperary, two goals and 13 points. Clare, 13 points. Ah, yeah. And on to Corky Cueve. Cork, four goals and 21 points. Oh, Limerick, two goals and 13. We're Ooh. back. We're <laughs> <laughs> We've about 15 or 20 minutes left, Dalo, so if anybody wants to get their questions... You drive on there, lads, but be, uh, be thinking yep. we have about 15 or 20 minutes to go. We'll have a look at Leinster, lads. Um, obviously, they do play it over there still, even though Munster teams win the All-Ireland all the time now. But um, key games in Leinster, lads. Uh, for me, my treat to come out of Leinster, I'm going to say, I think Wexford, bit false in the league. I think they were really up for games that other teams weren't that up for. Didn't they maybe? They took a bit of a dive in the Waterford game, which I didn't, I don't know, was that the right thing to do? Now, maybe Waterford are that good as well, but I think Dublin can go down and beat them in Wexford Park, and I think that'll be the three, because I think Kilkenny will win Leinster now, the way they're going. I've been really impressed with Kilkenny in the last, the end of the league. Jesus, mm. it's unreal as that fella, mm. Freddy Krueger. How does he keep coming up? <laughs> Jesus, I feel like, you know, Parik Walsh, we didn't even mention the transformation. Parik Walsh gone up, Wally the way he's playing, Billy Ryan the way he's playing, yeah. then the backs, Mikey Butler. Um, unreal. Dara, the wing back, Blanchfield. Blanchfield, yeah. Jesus, like you know, um, yeah, King Kenny midfield, like they're just Hugh and Paddy Deegan middle of the defence. Good strong boys as well, like yeah. You won three in a row in Galway with Thomas's. Give us the what's the story? I was just talking to Kevin today. Ah, yeah. Here we go. Um, they're excited about it. Um, like things have gone well for them over the last couple of weeks. They played a couple of challenge games. Um, I think they've got all their players that they want. Like Jason Flynn is out but he's been out for a while and Shane Coney's out. So all the other crew have been training hard and they're all fit and raring to go. So you're going to see like an inside forward line of Concanon, Conor Whelan and Cahill Mannion, which would match a lot of teams in the country under and, and there. Uh, you'll probably have Conor Coney at centre forward, like Parik Mannion, Dahi Burke, uh, Fintan Burke. I mean, all, all, all these guys. They have a couple of new guys playing. Um, Tamana at wing forward. Glenn. Uh, Ronan Glenn. Glenn in the middle of the field. Like, Is my man playing? I don't think so. Evan Nyland. No. Bad move. <laughs> and your fantasy team, anyway. I don't think so. But no, they, they, they're playing at 4.30. And I think, for me, this is the key game. I think God, we need to get off to a flyer. Um, 4.30, it's, it's, it's on TV on Saturday. Like, they're mad for road. I'd say they'll be looking to ask questions of that Wexford backline early doors, you know, given what happened to, to Wexford and Dara in, in, in the league semi-final. They'll want to put them on the back foot. It'll be important for them. The, the, the challenge is, like, uh, for, for Galway is they'll be coming to, like, they have two games time, they're playing Kilkenny. Uh, Maybank holiday weekend, I've told this already, is Henry is in Salt Hill versus Brian Cody. Two o'clock, Salt Hill Sunday. Limerick are off that weekend. If you want to go somewhere, go to Salt Hill Saturday night. Great spot. Shop Street, in you go. Few pints, bed early. Cracking game on a Sunday. Where else would you get it? Go breakfast out to Salt Hill. Swim. <laughs> swim. You go for swim too, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, I think the first game there for them is huge. Like, I, I said this already, I, I didn't like the way Wexford set up defensively. I thought they were absolutely all over the shop. I know you were kind of saying, did they throw it? I just don't think that the way their system was, they're in kind of a, a no-man's land after your buddy Davy. they kind of play in the sweeper. They're all over the shop, I think, defensively. I think they were fitter than everybody early part of the league, and that's why they got a few results. It worked for them. 
I think they could struggle. And I told you this already, ever since 1996, I haven't tipped to Wexford, and I'm not going to slip Jesus, they're only 14, didn't you? I don't care. <laughs> Can't be still. Elsa? Get over, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you're free to come out of Leinster. Yeah, no, I think Dublin will lose out. I yeah. Think, yeah, I do, because I don't think the panel is strong enough. But I agree uh, with you there, no, but I think if they can keep yeah, no, keeping like, right. I think throughout the, league, throughout the league, if you include Don O'Donnell, they've used 13 of the same players mm. every league match. And I think you can't get through this championship without having a panel. Mm. I think also it's tough on them. Like they, have to go to, they have to go to Wexford. Mm. Um, and is it Kilkenny they have they to have go to? Go to Northern Park as well. Yeah. yeah, so like they're probably going to have to turn Galway at home or turn Wexford away. Um, no one to turn... Turn Galway now and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I, 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 so I think Kilkenny are look to be turning the corner and look a step ahead, uh, which I seen them against Tipperary in the league. Oh mother of God, it was the worst Wexford team or Kilkenny team I ever seen coming up into Turles. Missed twenty one year freeze and everything. Like, it was hard to believe, and I said, oh, they're they're finished. But transfer that onto the Wexford game and to the or to the. Dublin game into the Cork to the Cork game, yeah. Cork game. Oh, really outstanding the first half, you know. So I think Dublin have a question to ask, and I think the one they'll ask is is if they can beat Wexford in, in Wexford. I think that's the game. Galway, I think they'll play for Henry. Um, I think he, you know, just watching them, I think I think they really went for Limerick the night they came, and I thought that was one of the better games in the league. Now we were on the same night, Anthony. I thought that was a really good game, but I'm just shocked. I. If I look at Limerick and I look at how they supply Aaron Galan and Seamus Flanagan, like Limerick have a style, they have a structure in terms of how they feed their inside forward line. If I was Conor Whelan, I'd kill someone. Like he's, uh, he's, uh, if I had a transfer market, he is the one, I said this for the last four or five years, he's, he's, he's a low centre of gravity. If he, like, Bovin Saul Hill, he got two goals against us one day. Like, you know, and actually we, we were over on an All-Stars tour. And there would, you know, the match isn't that serious, you know. And, um, no. So, no, even in your day, I'd say it wasn't no. serious. But actually, we were going down anyway, and I was over one team, and, and um, he, was, he was on the team. I looked over, and here he is beyond the tent, and he having a pint for himself. You see, not a bother. I said, Jesus, like he couldn't nearly left it off while we're in the, while rubbing the pitch anyway. So we called out, called out the team. I think I had, I had 16 or 17, so everyone didn't play, or else we might have started 10, which was 10 aside because the pitch was small. So he says, hey, I'm not starting. I says, you're not starting. No, I says, you're over there having a pint. Sit down there, I says, and I'll bring you on in a few minutes. So next thing someone calved anyway, inside didn't last long. He went in. So he said, watch this. So in he goes, and he got the first ball, and he went to do it, and he just pulled the ball back in, into his hand, top corner. Where he thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is. I'd like, that fella can do things now with a hurling ball that is serious. But he doesn't get any ball. I don't think Galway are, are getting the ball into him right at all. Right? And unless they find the route to Conor Whelan, I don't think they'll win. It's three fair forwards and a full forward, and with Concanon himself and, and like they have Manion pushed up now. Like so, they that's need a serious inside line. Like I'd imagine Henry will see that, and he will need to make that happen. Like yeah. that's that's fairly. Like if they find the route to him, I think they'll be serious in this championship because I think they'll play for him. Mm. No, I really do. Everything I know, he's had an awful personal setback, mm, and really tough. that affected him near the end of the league as well. Um, but he's a winner. Anything he goes at, like he came into RT, like he decided straight away he was the number one pundit. I'm 10 on Ireland. I'm 10 on Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him one day, what was it like to lose in Ireland final, Henry? He didn't like it either, you know. <laughs> I'd lose any like. 
I'd be asking that to Jackie Turrell. What's it like to lose a final? <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> 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 we all go to all-star trips. Uh, <laughs> the all-stars of 98 went to Boston to play Cork with the All-Ireland Champions in 99. Do you remember that, Marco? Great, great five days in Boston. But sure, the drinking was gone out of all hand and the match, the match wasn't until the day before we came home. And um, struggling now, all right. The, the All-Stars were sponsored by Vodafone and you were O2. We were ESAT Digifon. ESAT Digifon, yeah, rivals of Vodafone anyway, let's say. Savage, there was a bigger battle off the field than on <laughs> the field. But your man came in the night before and uh, there was a few beers being turned down and he roar. Was he? Was he the gaffer of, of... Yeah. Yeah, of course, you were thinking business straight away. I was just thinking of getting through well, the I was thinking, I was thinking Barry Maloney, the owner of Manila Indo, was the chief executive of ESET Digifone at the time. Ah. Yeah, there you go, kid. That's it comes around, like, you know. That's why you're out scanning mirrors every morning <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm turning over in the bed. Um, but he came in anyway. In he, says, he was an American kind of guy. Was he bored? Yeah, yeah. He, he caught with a tank. Yeah, yeah. So he came in and he says, guys... Don't want to lose to these guys out in Canton tomorrow. Look at the shite, Stephen. Like, I'm not going to be winning any more All-Stars. Like, you know? And he says, I'll tell you what. He says, we beat them. I throw a free bar and Kitty O'Shea's tomorrow, tomorrow night for everybody for the whole night. And Willie O'Connor from Glenmore says, Niall Gilligan was in the room. He says, Gilly, straighten up. <laughs> 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 I never saw an all-star team as wired. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, we, we were into the dressing rooms in Kenton anyway in Boston. And he said, Stephen, I wore a duty jersey, Willie. <laughs> as the captain. <laughs> he declared he was the captain. What crack, what crack, what fun. You were three to come out in Leinster, Mark. And I think Galway and Kilkenny are guaranteed. Mm. And I think the last game I'll go down, like Eval said, Wexford and, um, and Dublin. And for me, Rory O'Connor was the player of the league so far. You know, Bennett was very good as well, but Rory O'Connor bearing, I suppose, the semi-final, he was excellent in all the matches. And, you know, I know Wexford, there will be a big question mark about him, but, like, every team is entitled to one poor game during the league. A chin to come back to. Yeah, they were, they were excellent. So, to me, Wexford Park is a little bit like Welsh Park. It's very hard to beat the home Small field, is it? Small, tight field, and there's a breeze. There's <laughs> a breeze. put up the shaft again about the pitch side. <laughs> 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 That's not, that's not what Lenswick is. Yeah, I left Wexford out already. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I just give the dubs a nod. I, I think. Yeah, I, you, I, you know. give the dubs. You'd have to give oh, the dubs. You love the dubs. Will you get over the crowd like? They might go back again. They were good to me. I think so. But things were bad in the country. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> 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 yeah, very important. Don Costello, nice man. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think the dubs, apart from that Kilkenny game, the dubs' form wasn't too bad. I know what you're saying about the same yeah. players over and over again. Lots to like about them. They've got big well, players who can win their own ball. Ronan Hayes, a full forward. Yeah, just, Donald Burke. Kilkenny just made mince meat of them. Mm. That's probably what kind of maybe turned us off. But I just think the Dublin, a lot of the league was, to, was, was yeah. good. Like, and they hammered Wexford actually in the, um, which in the, Walsh, Cup. the Walsh Cup. Yeah. Mm. So, Green Munster. Not. One answer. One, three names. Waterford, Limerick, Cork. Waterford, Limerick, Cork. Same. You can disagree with the boys, not all. It's going to be Limerick, Walford, and the banner. <laughs> You're and still the, getting money the after Clare County <laughs> Board as well. <laughs> Clearly. The two you finished on the 22nd of May. Mm. When are you starting the club championship, lads? <laughs> 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 anyway, moving along swiftly. Um, Lads, yeah, great stuff. We're looking forward to it. Lads, it's going to be a bonanza the next few weeks. It's going to be 
absolutely fantastic. Um, if there's one player that you think, Marco, that you're looking out for, he might now be a Ty De Burka, he might be a Keane Lynch, obviously, you know, he might be a Dara Fitzgibbon even. Is there one player you think is going to be out there that maybe will really be heard of at the end of the year that mm, people yeah. will say, oh, Jesus, he's, he's some York? Oh, I, I suppose, look, I, I kind of... I suppose you unheralded it or there's a young Flynn Wexford. I think Oshin Pepper has the ability, corner forward, left-handed fella, doing the leaving stuff, I think, mm -hmm. as well. He flashed in. He, like he, he, he could be He could be the dark horse. It, it, that particular game against the Dubs, I think, he could be a superstar. Would he win an All-Ireland for them? No. Coming back to my own home county, I just hope Shane Kingston gets the start. Because if that fella will turn up, he has the ability to rattle in a couple of goals. Okay, you've got two in. Liam, <laughs> who are you looking out for? Quick mention, Kieran Joyce, I think I've been really impressed with him yes. in the league. Um, but someone that's in a while that I think is he's going to do someone for two or three goals. I, I, I've been really impressed with Billy Ryan throughout the league in Kilkenny. Very, very good. Very, very good again, Tip. And like, I think he can score three goals in a match. And I just think he's... He's a sleeping giant for a while, yeah. and I know he, ha he hasn't really done it, but I think he's really found form this year, and I think he could have a really good championship. DJ? Yeah, I, I've said this already, I just think that if there's an heir to the throne after Henry and TJ Reid, I think it's Owen Cody. I, I, like I've seen him playing at club level up close. I know he's been young holder of the year, and we've seen him already, but I'm just telling you, this guy is off the charts. He's footwork, and Kilkenny are now starting to play a game I think that's going to suit him. Their use of the ball is better, their ball into him is better. I just think that he's a potential as a, a, nearly as good as the boys if he can climb those steps. I see it in there, but we will see it in the championship. And Desi, as I said already, I know he's obviously well up in lights, but yeah. I just think as a forward, as an inside forward, myself and Mark were at the, at the Munster Club final where they played Kilmallock. He was playing very deep, right? So just for a corner forward, his starting point the whole time was nearly inside in the small square, right? Mm. So and then he was reading and he was gone and he was just making those lung bursting 40, 50 yard runs. Then he fixes his feet, fixes his defender. He can move right and left. He's just an incredible forward to watch. What happens even when he meets Sean Finn? Um, <laughs> well, I hope the same as what's happened before, but I think that, I think that Waterford have probably learnt a bit and we're going to see a little bit of this and you can look out for it is what Liam Cahill did in the league final because he knew Sean Dunham who was going to wrap up Desi, right? So straight away after five minutes we remarked that he brought Desi out the field, out into that half far position where he left the two boys inside then. So you're going to see a bit of that from Desi. But got Dunham out of it. Like I tell you before, right? Good hurlers can play anywhere. Yeah, can <laughs> slap uh, streakers as well when they come onto the field. That streaker lads has never been seen ever again, the streaker they came on. What year was that? 2005 or six, I think. We took all we these Galway, we were going well. It's still the print of your hurley across his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was vicious. Raph sent me a picture of him during the week, actually. Did you see it? No. Does anyone know him? No, I don't remember. Did find out who he was? Right? I didn't find out who he was. No, he never came after me, anyway, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Even with his clothes on. No. <laughs> uh, my two, my two uh, I just think from a clear point of view, best hurler we've had in the last two years really stepped up to the mark. It's Tony Kelly. I <laughs> know, <laughs> outside of TK, Cahill Malone has been brilliant for Clare the last two years. Definitely deservedly nominated for All-Stars both years. He had a bad league. We desperately need him to find form again. The one I'm going to throw from the outside, lads, I've been so impressed with this Mikey Butler cornerback. Hmm. First year, first league match this year, 23 years of age. Well, Auckland Gales, playing alongside his buddy, club mate Hugh Lawler, I think this fella 
could be one of the stars of the show. Yeah, right. Uh, Interestingly, three of us went for Kilkenny players. Yeah, I think we all think they're going to have a say. I think, think. I just have seen stuff in the last few weeks thinking, Jesus, how does he keep doing it? Other stuff that's going on, as this GPA standoff, this no interviews, we have, how are we making of all this? All right, go. I'll start because go I... Go on, go on. I think it's a joke. I think it's a joke that, like, there's competition on for airspace, for marketing our games, and here we are. Sponsors. And the, for sponsors, for everything, and here we are, and they can't sort out a little quibble. Like, if players go to training, they deserve to be paid for going to training. If an inter-county player, he should not be out of pocket for playing for his county. And I'm hearing stories that some of the 20s are being asked to drive to training and not getting expenses. And all of this is, a, is, is gathering pace. And they were, I think someone said they originally said three sessions. And they should be told that if, if you want a county player to be at training, and I think they're okay with paying for four sessions, if you want an inter-county player to go and train a fifth session, the county board needs to pay for him because he shouldn't be out of pocket going to training. And so if some managers are crazy enough that they want them to go six and seven nights, well, they need to be paid for going six or seven nights and not being out of pocket. But I think it's like as if there's a great silence. Are we happy as the GA that we'll make 13.5 million and we won't market our games or we won't have players paid appropriately? Well, have now, we not fallen on tough times with the COVID and lack of attendances? Well, sure, there was, there was, they were getting grants right throughout the... the um, for running the games, there was good proper grants paid. And we should be coming into a bonanza now. And to think that... The league finals and all the games, like people want to hear the, the players players. The talk. Match, yeah. It like it means a bit, and none of them are getting out are getting out to speak. And I, I just think, and I, what I can't understand is it's going on now. How many weeks is it going on? It's going on six or eight weeks, yeah. and we haven't managed to find an answer. I just think it's crazy. And like as I said, you know, will Munster will Munster's match with Exeter or will Munster play Leinster in the Heineken Cup? Will that be marketed? Will that will you know? Will there be a good build up to that match? And here we are. You've listened to us four dopes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bonkers. It could be no interviews after the game, like isn't it? bonkers. Like, bonkers. Like you could have a man of the match and no, like because you want to hear what the, what the manager and, and them. And I don't even know what the managers are going to do afterwards. Will they speak or not? But yeah, like I think Higo was talking because it was yeah. He's in contract with Borgia. Yeah, would continue that. But I, th I think it's part of the row. Liam got you know say they'll pay for it. Let's say thirty two or thirty three. But does managers carry in? But I mean, that, but I mean, I mean, what panel? at inter-county level, is going to manage with 32 players. If John Kiley wants 15 against 15 next week, uh, or, or, or last week, yeah. and he's got five lads injured, so now he's down to 26, and you want another five or six lads to come on yeah. and not get oh, any yeah, expenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, if there's 38 in the panel, you pay for 38, surely. And again, if they're saying 32, well, the county board... Like, you have to... Be, you can't expect players... If your first experience is, well, I'm on the... I'm 35 in the panel so I don't get any expenses for driving the train. I'll drive me on a car. I mean, that's not fair, simply. Yeah, yeah. We agree with that. Have we any dissented voices out there that think four sessions is enough for them to be getting their expenses for? I was on, I was on the Clare panel with six, six Clarecastle lads, five others and myself, and the only one with a car was Sparrow. So we could only put in for three hurleys a year. <laughs> <laughs> and you all had... Meanwhile, Sparrow's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so it seems... Um, the situation was that there was a ch there's a charter in place, okay, which is an agreed yeah. formula with the intercounty players and the GAA. So sorry, the GPA and the GAA. Since 2019. Correct. Um, and if you went training, no matter how many training sessions it was, uh, the lads could claim expenses. Yeah. What happened then was during COVID, the GAA came to the GPA and they asked them, lads, could you reduce the mileage rate and put it back to three training sessions, maximum three, 
and the players agreed to that. Um, then the whole, you know, so COVID came, COVID went, and we're now back with uh, full attendances of matches and stuff like that. So the GPA then went to the GAA and said, right, okay, we need to go back to the original charter. And then the GAA put up the shutters at that stage. And only when it broke that there was going to be a problem did the GAA agree to move from three to four. Okay, so I don't think the mileage rate has changed. So that's, and your Liam is 100% right insofar that, you know, if there's 40 fellas training or if there's more fellas training, they need to be reimbursed for their expenses. And the other thing I suppose is that during COVID, all the players were ex had to drive the training on their own. And the other point we need to make that we have totally forgotten about this is that these players have provided massive entertainment during COVID where people were stuck at home in their houses. They went to matches on their own. They weren't given showers. They drove home after matches, whether it was hot, cold. We played an all final in the freezing cold. So these players, in fairness, have been brilliant ambassadors for our game and brilliant ambassadors for the country. And, you know, the GA really needs to step up to the mark, you know, nip it in the bud. COVID is over. The, G the GPA and the players put out the hand and said, yeah, you're right, we will reduce mileage, we will reduce, because there was no major income. That has now changed, and we just need to go back. I think what was, wor what was worrying this week was, I think Tom Ryan came out, your buddy, and said that... <laughs> my buddy. Liam's buddy. Hey, look, Liam should have got yeah, that job. Yeah. You have a lot of buddies. A lot of buddies. <laughs> <laughs> but when he says your buddy, it means the reverse. Like. <laughs> <laughs> your buddy, did Tom Ryan came out, came out from the GAA and said that they felt they were close to resolution, and Tom Parsons came out and said, we're not even talking. Yeah. So, I think we're agreed up here. I know people would be a bit, maybe, there would be other ideas on it, but I think we're agreed. I think Definitely, we're agreed. look, I, look I, it's been a long time since I, I was a member of the GPA back 15 years you ago. You started the strikes in Cockshire, didn't you? No, well, I, um, <laughs> I wouldn't say I started them, though. You were, you were <laughs> the men in the first thought that he finished it. But, like, as Dan Shanahan said to me one day, he said, Max, see the sponsor car over there? I had that because of ye, and that's what he said. So the stance the Cork took back at that time improved every player's welfare, whatever county you were from at the time. So it should never have come to that, and it's in exactly the same situation now. The GA shouldn't be allowing this to drag on because sponsors, the public, we all want to see the men of the match afterwards. We also want to see the no, individual. the Rebels again. for nothing. No, no, no Munster Championship launch, no Leinster Championship no, launch. Yeah. We, can't, we can't even get to ask managers about injuries. We did, there's no yeah. word out there. So there is, look at the club we've here tonight. We'll shut up with off. They were on. There's a big vacuum there. Like. And nobody wants pay for play. There's no. It's no. amateur no. to the Absolutely. core. It's the core. It's, that's what we value most. Yeah. But look after players. The commitment they give is incredible. Just give them... We won't, we won't even talk about the awfully under-14 thing, lads. I think we're all horrified that four lads that went away and played in all Ireland quarter-final soccer match, Frieden Derry, were dropped off a development squad. <laughs> we could have talked about that for ages. We're running out of time. A bugbear of mine, lads, is I got the old match. Fair play, ref. Gave me the code there last night, clearing tip under-20 football for Milton Malve. We had Ryan and Murtis. And one lad had come in for a pint with the intention of going to Milton Malve. And he said, have you done here? Have, he says, because I don't know how to go into the phone, he says, and buy a bloody ticket online. Can we not put a fecking gate in every ground that you can tap your card? Like people come in and buy a pint off me, they can tap their card. Like, it's awful, isn't it? For Like, this lad now is not that old now, he's, he's well flying it. 
and he would love to have gone up to he's a football diehard and he would love to have gone up to that that's night but he said I, if I'd won the neighbours young lads would buy it for me there I bought, he bought a couple during the National League for me but it's an awful way we're gone yeah. about that isn't mm, it really and even like we myself Macra in one of the matches when the St. Thomas's match there was guys outside they couldn't buy a ticket couldn't because the system had broken down yeah. I think even there last week when they, when they went yeah. to sell the tickets for the four games it was a system breakdown as well like, but hop yeah, on whoever's yeah, yeah my buddy my buddy your buddy again. Fancy hurling lads, get in, join the league, get in there this week. And, uh, you know, we've all seen how Mark could come from down there to di Oh, Jesus, oh, Larry, Larry, Larry <laughs> came and pipped him at the post. Um, we gave it a good rattle, Mark. Dale, I taught you at the start of the fancy hurling. Once I beat you, I was happy. <laughs> and that'll be the same for the championship. Well, Jesus, if I had some study between this and Saturday night. He was only five points behind you. was very close in the finish. Has, listen to me, as JP, as JP being the home of Holland Hill and Limerick now, a short head by one point is enough. That'll <laughs> do me fine. Yeah. And fairness, Joe, you ran into a bit of misfortune with Aston Gleeson getting the red card, but <sighs> I, you I, picked him I, and you made him captain. I did. So. I thought I would, I would twist. That's what I did. I took out Stephen Bennett when nobody else went to Stephen Bennett in their team. Who picked him? Fair play, fair play. It's a good performance now. We didn't see it coming. Well done, uh, Pam O'Cahy at home and Killer. <laughs> who picks the team? <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. The he's nine. nine. <laughs> and Carmock is picking TJ's team as well. Um, he's here tonight now. Yeah, one is of the he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmock, yeah. we'll have a chat with you afterwards about who's the likely scorers and stuff like that. The racing club is nearly full, lads. Yeah, so like we, um, so for, I suppose a lot of people may know that we've started a racing club on the back of people listening into the podcast and... Uh, to get away queen who didn't acquit herself a whole pile tonight but anyway, second last we'll have another day out you never know but uh, yeah there's, there's we have about 10% of the spaces left at the moment so um the website will be up probably in about a week or 10 days for people to register and for people that are I would say registered and have their memberships there's going to be a raffle for two all-island tickets for um the re so when you go onto the website you will be given a registration number so for the people who are number 100, 200, 300, 400 and 500 registered with your membership, those five people will be in for two uh, free tickets for the All-Ireland Holland Final this year. So I would say to you, watch this space. We have, um, I think TJ, you kind of phrase with the racing club that it will bring you to places that you've never been and meet, you will meet people that you never thought you'd meet. And I suppose since we started the racing club, we have sat with Jim Balger in his living room, and that's certainly a place I never thought I'd be, or a man I would never meet. So um, it's really, the, the, the phenomenal thing about it is the emails that have come in. And one, one sticks out in my mind in particular, a guy in London who emailed in and he says, look lads, he said, I know you know nothing about Holland, he says, but I know nothing about horse racing. But he said, I get on the tube, he said, and I go to work, and he said, I turn on the podcast. And he said, I'm smiling from the minute I get on the tube to the time I get off. And that kind of thing, we see the podcast seems to be touching people all over the world, and we have people from Abu Dhabi, Australia, Canada, America, and some of the weaker counties like Clare. And <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Cody-esque. It's your, but uh, yeah, so look, if, if anybody's interested, you know, you mightn't be able to get on the, or you haven't emailed in, just talk to any of us tonight. And look, yeah. listen, 
Join you. It'll be a bit of crack. Info at Kaman Racing. C A M. It's named C A M A N after the hurley. Kaman Racing. That I. But it's just meant to be like following a club. So we're going to have a couple of horses that when like, like our club is playing that particular day, you go and follow the club. Show your man. Do we get a group of people together? We have a horse to follow. And the good news here is that some of the bigger trainers, uh, Jim Bulger signed up. Willie Mullins yeah. is signed up. Willie and Willie McCreary. So we'll have actually anybody who's watching the, the races in at the weekend in entry. Liam was there. Uh, I do, Liam. I haven't, was. I haven't been in entry yet. A Liam. fresh anti. <laughs> <laughs> Liam well behaved. Liam is promising to take me on a tour of entry shortly. Um, the last race winner on the Thursday, Willie Mullins, was a horse called Astro Diamond. Plenty of money for him. That's the type of a situation where we are. Those guys leased a horse. They came upon a lucky streak, got a good horse, and they had a fabulous day where the horse won an entry. So if we could get something that would win in Bell and Robb or Tipperary or somewhere, Kilwegan, we'd be delighted. But yeah, there's no one going to make any money out of this, guys, except a few charities that we have dedicated. Right. That we yes. win, win money, charities are going to get a lard. No one's making any money on this. It's a bit of fun, and we'd be hoping there'd be a lot of APRE racing fun as well. <laughs> in line with the podcast. <laughs> uh, I think we've two tickets to give away, Colm, have we? Spot on, Delo. Two tickets for the game in Parky Creeve on Sunday. I have the name. Go on, Colm. Ian, First cousin of yours. Ian O'Brien is the winner. I think he's here tonight. Ian, are you here? Ian, love a suit. End up, Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. And uh, congratulations to Ian. And Nicola from our marketing department has your details and she'll be in touch uh, with those tickets for Sunday. Well done. Enjoy. Anyone, any questions? We've kept you longer than usual, of course, as normal. And I can't say today, Mick Shea's outside, I have to open up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for you, but Mick Shea's outside the back. Does anyone want to go back over anything, lads? Uh, how's it going, lads? Just one question. Um, we were at a, the B-side last night. The Linster lads were talking, Sterl Farrell, a few lads like that. But the one thing they brought up was uh, going down to Wexford Park, a trick they had was they'd have two small dress rooms at lock one and they'd turn up the heat on the other side and Taggy Fogarty was on about it. So have you kind of seen any kind of tricks of the trade like that in any matches you've gone to over the years? Well, Jesus, I tell you, it happened me and Innes and I brought down the dubs in a vital qualifier as Tony Kelly announced himself as a major star. We all knew he was coming, but... Could we get out onto the pitch for a few pucks until about 10 minutes before the game? Because Junior Fitz was over the team and Daddy Fitz had the key to the game. Fairs the patty says to me, did you expect it to be any different? <laughs> and I said, no. Never had an issue with that with Wexford Park now, I have to say. Got down with the dubs, I didn't. I was, I was a warm welcome down there. But. Yeah, um, we, we played Clare in 2015 in the league. Davey was in charge of the team and, and Tommy, Tommy Lynch got rest of his soul, was the, the caretaker. And Parky Ring is notoriously warm and the temperature was turned up to the top right. But we were all suffering the same thing. But the, the next, the following, Davey was in charge of Clare on the following Wednesday, UL were playing LIT in the Fitzgibbon Holland. And I'm led to believe that uh, the whoever he was he's LIT isn't he that the UL lads were inside in the dressing room and the heat was turned up to the top and when they came back in at half time that dressing room was closed and they were put down to another dressing room at half time so check that one out now yeah, yeah. David, his best. I had but trouble I was, between I, LIT and UL I was, I was actually at that game that was the, like obviously everyone knows that David and Lohan don't talk and the reason for that was the game here in Limerick in out in UL. No, it was in, it was in UL. I was, I was in the bank, right? So what happened was the UL team basically had come out and Lohan was over the team and that he had set the warm-up up at the far side of the pitch and then the LIT boys had tagged out in LIT. They got a bus, 
pulled up at the back of the goals. When the boys went in, before, just before to come back out to do the warm-up, Davy had used the cones at Lohan and said, oh, to do the LIT warm-up. That's what happened. And the two boys kind of came to blows in the field and nobody went back down and they haven't spoken since. That's what actually happened between Davy and Lohan. LIT won it and uh, I think there was a few missed calls afterwards. But uh, yeah, pity. But we'll be coming out onto the field in July, all right, and uh, I'll be in front and then Davy will be behind me and then Lohan will be coming, then the two Lohan. <laughs> so we all, all and all again. Grand. Um, anyone else, lads? Enough shite this and tough for one night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, lads. We brought the we brought the, uh, the we brought the mountain to Muhammad tonight. <laughs> Don't be going home now regretting you didn't ask a question of the lads. Anyone? Going once. There's one down there. Yeah. Oh. One hand down the back. We're, we're head down. Keep the hand up. Yep. Oh, we've we've two, three. Oh, oh, Come on the woodwork now. Liam Sheedy has to drive to Belfast. <laughs> Just one there for Mark. Um, he was on about starting Shane Kingston. Would he drop Pat Horgan for him? Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's a, are we are we taping? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be insisting that Patrick Horgan uh, would be up on his work rate. To be honest with us, uh, if I could be guaranteed that Patrick would work like a dog. Well, he certainly would be playing himself in Shane's side, his game, like, you know. But sometimes, like, he, he did he's get like, three, he did get three nine or three eleven against Kilkenny in an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, but he's not, that, like, he's not but that kind of player. Like, it's not going to work. Like, yeah, so would you drop him or not? That's the question. I would consider it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hard hat there. I don't know. Take the freezer. Fence. That's the only thing. <laughs> okay, we've uh, another question down here. A question for Mark or the rest of the lads as well. Do you think that uh, Conor Lahan will start on Sunday, or would you rather see the likes of O'Connor start on the full forward line? Yeah, I, I, Jack, is, Jack would have been an automatic, I think, at the start of the season, but his form has dipped dramatically, and like he has started no match, and he's only made cameo um, performances so far. So I'd say they're picking it on form and what they're seeing in training. Um, Conor had a very, very good season last year with the club in Middleton, having been dropped uh, previously. So... So he has the bit back between his teeth, and he he's had a good league performance as well. So I think Cork will probably start uh, will start Connor. I would say on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I would say so. But like Jack O'Connor has must have the, uh, he's must be had an, an amazing fall from grace to be honest with you because he was nominated as an All Star last year and he's blinding pace like so. But like I, I wouldn't care. He didn't start him in any game, Dash. How would we know no, his form exactly. is bad? Like, yeah, but I'd say his form is bad in training. I'd say that's, okay. that's what the judging is on training. The only thing with Lehan is playing, but don't have decided he's coming off in the 43rd minute. Oh no, you, you, you that you, seems to be the way. Like, well, himself and Hernandez got taken off early in the second half of the league final. He's just was it because the of the legs. Point. I don't know. He's just getting the best points he scored all day. And I thought a bit harsh, yeah. yeah. Was a bit harsh. But the problem yeah. in Cork is you could throw eight of them up or nine of them up in the air, and whichever six lands down first. <laughs> we let him in, yeah. like no, but like there's not many of them that will work. Like they don't have, they, they, you couldn't bank on them to work hard every day to go out. And if they don't work hard on Sunday, oh, you're in trouble. No chance. No trouble. No chance. But I think you know you get flashes of brilliance from them. And, and the problem is, what Cockney is actually kind of, like, Seamus Hannity could be out for five minutes, and then he comes in for five minutes, and he could hit you for three points. And I think they really need, if they had a bit of consistency and a bit of work rate. But there's something going on in the Cork Pokeouts and. Like, I don't think they, they... They didn't show anything in terms of when Watford were restarting the ball last day, and I, I don't know whether it was a play. I know 
John and Paul were sitting in the stand, but my God, I could not get over how easily Waterford got the ball away last week. So I'm, I'm going to be, it'll be interesting to see. I think they were switched off for the puckouts. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, there, maybe there's master plan coming, but like, I'm expecting Cork to tackle Limerick on the puckout uh, to see could they, could they turn the ball over high up the pitch or, or at least set up so that if they do get it up high, because when they played Limerick, they all reverted back outside the 45, but they were just standing there the other day. So Yeah, but it, it worked in the league for Cork, like, so I'd say they could try it again. They could That's give they Limerick could. the ball up to 45. Yeah, yards. they could. That's what you're going to see. That's why you might have a, see a Groot Hegarty at full forward at some stage or whatever, so it'll give Limerick long the ball. option of a long ball. An out ball, yeah. An out ball, but it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. But I think a bit like Wexford, it's, it's that in between, like when you have a system, if you stick to it, yeah. you abide by it, then you keep improving it. But when you're in between... And that's why Cork are against Waterford. They kept giving them the handy ball. And then when you have a good team to use the ball, they will hurt you. Okay, uh, we have one more question down here, Delo. Yeah, just on the selection of the Limerick team, I find it very hard to see Richie English being dropped for his displays during the league. He was absolutely majestic, in my opinion, and I went to all the league games. He was almost man the match from a back's point of view on the Limerick team. I would like to see him playing cornerback Nash, wing-back, and um, Kyle Hayes, wing-forward, and um, Tom Marcy, say, corner-forward, but they, won't, they, they don't play a corner-forward anyway, they're only two inside, hoping that Flanagan would be playing. I would love to see Keen Lynch spraying ball out to the likes of Higarty and, um, and, and Kyle Hayes running through that uh, cock defence. I'd agree with you on Richie English. You know, I thought he was himself and Dermot Burns were their two players that consistently delivered in the league uh, when they played. I, I think Richie's a great player and he's, great, he's kind of a heartbeat of that team, even though he was out injured, obviously, we all know for a long time. But he's a real man. I, t I think the Hayes thing for me is a no brainer, especially with Peter Casey gone and the likelihood of Shemi Flanagan being out. And for me, I know Mike Casey has been out a long time. I think it'd be a bigger gamble. Richie has an awful lot of good league time. I'd agree with you. I, I think that's the move for me, very Nash to wing. Kyle Hayes up somewhere, whether it be centre or whether it be wing. And it could happen. I, I would agree with you as well. I think Richie, I, when I was managing, I brought Richie in. I, I thought he was excellent. I played in cornerback, but then again, that's probably why I'm sitting here and John's managing the team. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought him in, in fairness. You brought him in, like. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. set it up. I, I think you could see it. I think, like, we, we're, like, as a manager, the question you have to ask yourself is what worked? brilliantly for the last four or five years for John is, is not broken. What we have to see is, is that back in championship? If that's back, like and if he feels that's back in training, you're asking yourself, why are you changing? And unlucky for Richie to lose out, just that the boys have been so good, and unlucky for Mike Casey, they'd be on any other team. They'd be on the cock team. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, they'd be certainly on the cock team. <laughs> <laughs> but the question, the question is, I suppose, Who's going to win on Sunday? That is the question now. Do you know what I mean? I said it could be a shtig in Yeelanders. I had that feeling. If Hoggy turns up now, I hope he's listening to the podcast. Hoggy, <laughs> <laughs> bring the work rate. Like, Les, thanks a million. You've been, you've been I was gonna say, great, we'll, great we'll, crack. We'll, we'll, will we have the gentleman's bet? Oh, Jesus, can't you soft that out in the bar there? Five to it? one? Five to one. Ah, at least. Five to one. Five at least. Or a 10 fight start. To bring it from 30 to... Bring it from 30 to 10 to be we, still we'll going. We'll discuss it. We, you know what? <laughs> what you should have, you should have the tactics board because I tell you, you're struggling without him at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the water break. <laughs> 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 That's, thanks a million. Um, we, we've enjoyed the chat. We're doing it again in Cork uh, on, on Thursday night. So 
He's some bang of corkness down there, no way, you really? see, like. But uh, great crack is normal, thanks for all our, our loyal listeners. This, I remember Tony Lean rang me, I'd say, four years ago, and he says, uh, do you ever see this program, Delo, and he's best Kerry, uh, some NBA basketball show where the, the, the three or four lads are sitting around? No, Tony, I don't watch basketball at all. <laughs> I'd watch more rugby than basketball, Tony, to tell you the truth. But... Uh, he says, it's like four lads having a pint, he says, and, and talking about the match Monday evening. He says, we want to start a podcast. He said, and you're going to present it. I said, what? <laughs> I said, I'll answer the questions. I'll ask him. He said, well, we try it. So we, I suppose we stuttered a bit with sound issues and everything else. Uh, but it's become great crack. And we, we love it as well. We, we, loved, we loved the banter. And uh, thanks so much for you, for uh, the loyal listeners. And uh, thanks for tonight. Uh, really enjoyed it. Come on, Dale. Come on. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.